0: Hey everybody, Peter Mancuso here from a little show called Now That's What I Call a Franchise. Maybe you've heard of it. Before getting into this week's episode, um, I just wanted to talk about some stuff going on. Um, We record our episodes months in advance, but as of the release of this episode, uh, both the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild uh, have gone on strike against Basically, all of mainstream Hollywood, uh, which is represented by the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Basically, both unions are demanding their fair share of the profits that their hard work and uh, dedication produces for these, you know, multinational media conglomerates and uh, their overpaid CEOs. Now, when SAG went on strike, there were some questions around what counted as promotion, uh, something that could be considered crossing the picket line. Um, And there's been a lot of confusion and misinformation and mixed signals about this, uh, particularly for non-union members, um, even just covering older films released by these struck companies. And on our show, that's all we do, right? We've covered like, three franchises owned by Disney, which I think speaks volumes about the state of the industry. Um, And now we're focusing on Batman, which of course is owned by Warner Brothers. So what do we do? Well, after sifting through all the information the best we could, we've decided to continue our release schedule as planned. Uh, We're not doing this out of laziness. Uh, If anything, delaying our schedule would actually give us more time that we desperately need uh, to watch these films and record our thoughts. But... By releasing our episodes as planned, uh, we at least have the chance to insert this intro uh, and make it clear in no uncertain terms, Viviana and I and the New Artist Workshop stand with workers. Above and below the line, striking or not, unionized or not. And we're not going to remove this intro from our episodes until the studios satisfy the union's demands. If you want to help the cause, post about on social media or donate to each union's respective strike funds. Alone, we can't do anything. Together, we can change everything. Alright, I'm getting off my soapbox now. Time for the show. You're listening to the New Artist Workshop.
1: What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Can you feel it coming? The icy cold of space. (sighs) Ah!
0: Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Now, that's what I call a franchise. I'm Peter Mancuso.
1: And I'm Viviana Metzger. And this is the show where Peter and I pick a film franchise and go through every single installment, the good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: When we get married, will you change it to, "I I'm Viviana Mancuso?
1: We'll figure that out when we get there.
0: Okay. And to be clear, we are defining a franchise (laughs) as a series of films with at least four entries. So, Viviana, what are we talking about today?
1: (laughs) Today we are talking about the 1997 film Batman and Robin. And this is, of course, your one and only spoiler warning. If you haven't watched the movie, go do that before listening to this episode. It is available on Max.
0: 1997. A great year for things to arrive.
1: Yes!
0: I was going to say come out. But I was born. I didn't reveal I was gay. <laughs> so I feel like come out was the wrong verbiage.
1: Yeah, he did, he did say come out when he first said
0: that. I first, and I th- I've thought about it since then I, and, and workshopped it in my head. So when I said it right now.
1: I, I thought about it in the exact moment and was going to make a joke, but I didn't.
0: Listen. You didn't?
1: Yeah. Well, here we are. Anywho. if um,
0: Well, actually, one, one thing I, I want to sa- say. We've already I watched mean, something called Batman and Robin. The, the 1949 serial. Oh frick! But what's the difference?
1: Ninety
0: ninety seven. No, that was Batman, A N D Robin. Oh. This is Batman ampersand Robin.
1: <laughs> ampersand Robin. And
0: Batman ampersand Robin. That's uh. its. That's its real name. The,
1: the
0: the the newer Fantastic Four movie that they tried doing that was like everyone hated. Uh yeah. The marketing for it, like, it just said Fantastic, but the middle A was yeah. just a four. So within like more, like the fan community, people <laughs> refer to it as fan four stick. <laughs> anyway,
1: oh, oh people of the internet, so silly. Oh you,
0: goobers. weirdos. Yeah, you goobers. I was um, trying to think of a word that wouldn't be too mean. Okay, why don't you read the letterbox part?
1: <laughs> okay, well if I seem like I'm shouting throughout this episode, it's because. Uh, Peter says I need to reject more and not talk so much in my throat. So I'm trying to do that so that y'all can hear me, okay?
0: I know. It's so unbe- It's unreasonable <laughs> for them to want to hear you on a podcast.
1: Why can't? At least if can't, listen- it was a video,
0: they could kind of read your lips, maybe, and kind of piece it together. But if it's just the sound and you're... No, trust
1: me, as a fellow listener, I have noticed that, like, some like a lot of times I'll be able to hear us talking, and then all of a sudden I'll just, like... Mm. But that's usually because, like, I'll, like, be bashful about the thing I'm saying so then I get like really quiet. You
0: gotta be proud of what you're saying.
1: Well, some, even if you
0: even if you know it's bullshit.
1: Sometimes they're jokes.
0: You gotta speak with confidence even if you know it's dumb. Ah I, I made a living Oh no,
1: of that. that's what that's what that's how we get in trouble. That's how people get in trouble. Anywho so the letter blocks. The whole, <laughs> every time. Every time the letter boxed blurb here we go Along with the crime fighting partner Robin and new recruit Batgirl, Batman battles the dual threat of. Oh, hold on. Batman battles. there a little. Batman battles. There's a lot of. Blah, blah, blah. There, there is a lot of. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Batman battles the dual threat of frosty genius Mr. Freeze and homicidal horticulturist Poison Ivy. <laughs> These words. Um, Freeze plans to put Gotham City on ice while Ivy tries to drive a wedge between the dynamic duo.
0: Okay, so here's some.
1: Not only was that delivery a mess, but so is that that blurb. As is the film.
0: The film. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Look, <laughs> there's there's the there's Batman Forever, <laughs> and then Batman and Robin, and these are the two Joel Schumacher entries into this franchise. And they're often lumped together. We watched Batman Forever in our last episode. For the first time. Of course. And I thought it was it was unfairly maligned. I could see it might if to recap the last episode. I could see why it was maligned at the time. But now that we've had so many, so many other Batman movies, you could kind of like appreciate what it was doing. Kind of felt like a throwback to the Adam West stuff where it was like intentionally goofy, but like a much bigger budget, really mm-hmm. stylized colors and lighting and camera angles and editing all that. This is... This movie is what people think of the other one. Of Batman Forever. Like, I... This one is not good. I do not like this one. I, it's, <laughs> it's like almost too... Because the line between a great movie and a bad movie is actually a really thin line.
1: Yeah.
0: And, it, you know what I mean? And, and I feel like this made... It's not mediocre. It made strong choices but they're just strong strong, bad choices and that makes it for me a net negative spoiler alert it
1: was just it was just so funny like I literally said like within the first like few minutes I like could not stop laughing and I was like like this is like a real life like cartoon like well like, like not like not only just like the I don't know the campiness of it but also like there's like less gravity or something and like well <laughs> people are just like landing so perfectly and like there's mm-hmm. and there's ice ice hockey skating business and then there's Well, honey. There's honey, just honey. so much going on. I can't even. You
0: said it's like a cartoon. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little treat. I'm going to give you a, a piece of trivia. Sure. According to John Glover, who played Dr. Jason Woodruff. Yes. Josh quote Joel Schumacher would sit on a crane with a megaphone and yell before each take, remember everyone, this is a cartoon. (laughs) End quote. John Glover said, it was hard to act because that kind of set the tone for the film. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in the background. Yeah. But this one, like, this whole franchise from even from the Tim Burton days was very, like, Warner Brothers was very, like, focused on the merchandising and the toys and the Mm -hmm. the McDonald's tie-in Happy Meal toy. Like, all this stuff. This one of all of them was the most... Oh, really? In terms of, like, we're going to make choices for the movie based off of, like, what uh, we want to do for the merchandising, as opposed to the other way around. Because,
1: yeah, these would be, like, great, like, action figures.
0: They they, they made a lot Um, of decisions kind of, like, looking ahead to, like, oh, this will make a shit ton of merchandising money. As opposed to, like, making a movie that they want to make, and then how can we merchandise it?
1: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like maybe... Two major, like, downfalls of it might be that, like, the the attempt of just, like, merchandising right out the bat. And then also, um, oh, I forgot. Oh, um, like, it's, like, a clear, this is, like, a clear example, I think, of, like, the something that you would kind of like bring up in terms of the delineation between like um, like family movies and like uh, kind of the, the divulge from like an everyone movie to like a children's and an adults movie. Because um, like we were saying. This is
0: very kid. Like the last one had, Schumacher tried, sorry to interrupt you, Schumacher tried to make it more psychologically complex as we read and a lot of that was cut out. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one I think he just gave up and was just like, fine. I'll make the movie you want me to make. I'll just make it as dumb kid. Like, the... The... the
1: Which was... Which was fine. Which is great. But, like, I think that mixed with, like, it... it like, we were saying when we were watching it that it's, like, somehow more cartoonish and somehow more, like, grown up. It's of like, the cartoon. innuendo and yeah, sexuality. Yeah, there's, like, so yeah. much innu... Like, so many innuendos and, like, so much sexuality and, like, it's, like... You know.
0: You know what it's like. Which is like weird. (laughs) You know how there's like this, like, I could totally be talking out of my ass, but I'm gonna speak confidently, and it's gonna (laughs) seem like I know what I'm talking about. That's just because you're a
1: white, straight male.
0: I know, but you know what? I have this privilege. (laughs) So
1: so you can speak dumbly with confidence. Yes. (laughs) Ignorantly. I may as well.
0: Anyway, I feel like there's like this media theory. Maybe that's like an overstatement of just like the idea of like kids, like. Kids want to watch stuff about kids slightly older than them. Yeah. So for me, when we were watching this, I think I turned to you and said, the Tim Burton Batman films were made for like 13-year-olds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Batman Forever was made for 10-year-olds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this one was made for 7-year-olds. <laughs> but my point, it would, tying into the age thing, is it's more cartoony, but you're saying it's also like edgy. Because at some point, especially all the stuff with Robin, it feels very, like, edgy in 90s. As we said with the last film, with Chris mm-hmm. O'Donnell, and, like, well, he no, ha- has the earring, and he's rides motorcycles. But my point is, like, it's like what a 7-year-old thinks being a cool teenager is like. No, that, it, and that's what makes it, so it's both edgier, but also goofier.
1: No, sure, that's fine, and, like, I, I get that, like, 90s, you know, implication or whatever. But I guess I'm more so referring to, like, Poison Ivy and how, like she like she's very sexual that's that's like yeah. the whole thing is you know she's doing like the sultry dance to like hypnotize them like she like you know gets people to like kiss her and it's all yeah. like you know and and that's i guess fine but like it's also like very clear because of her like alternate like prior Persona person. They kind of do a catwoman thing again. She's like very like frumpy for some reason when she's like a smart doctor lady, and then like some like hyposexual, She falls into a
0: into a crack in the earth and then reemerges as like a sexy vixen. Like you know, it's the very it's
1: the least. It's like the same thing with like Joker. It's like oh, his whole personality changed when he like died basically, but also like just because it's like so. I don't know. Like, I feel like it doesn't have to be super sexual like that. Like, I guess, like, on one that end... That is true
0: to the character from, like, fine, from the origin of the Poison Ivy. But also,
1: on the, another level, I'm like, mm, it's kind of weird. No, yeah, and I, I get that, and I, I assume so, you know. Um, And from what mm-hmm. little I know about Poison Ivy, you know, it, it's yeah. just like...
0: But to play devil's advocate against myself, just because that's the way it always was, doesn't mean, like, we can't make, like, a more, like... I don't want to use the word feminist, but it's like... It's very—it's a very male, gay sexualized version. Yeah. Version. I,
1: you know what? God damn it! You know what I just remembered?
0: What? Is that, what? <laughs> She's getting all this. She like leaned in. I feel like I'm getting in trouble. My fucking,
1: my fucking former governor Arnold Schwarzenegger was covered head to toe in fucking silver paint, tapping his toes with fucking polar bear slippers. Oh to,
0: my god! Yeah. To the
1: snow Is that his name? I know the other the, ones. The heat the... miser? Is he the cold miser or the snow miser? I think
0: the. That's a good question. I don't know.
1: I don't know. The blue brother, and ice
0: ice Meister, or
1: one of those. I'll look it yeah. up. Tapping his toes to that, and then you got Uma Thurman over there, like basically, you know,
0: it's two Selling herself out. And, yeah. and,
1: and and I get that. And I I jotted that down in my notes that like there's obviously like a clear. Oh yeah, I wrote. I
0: yeah, this is the first doing time Vivian's written notes probably like since our like first episode. A million
1: years. Um, yeah. But like weeks ago. Well, I think I, I know more of like kind of mm. what we're doing. For
0: context, our very first episode, her notes consisted of like
1: Bluebies. Blue Mystiques,
0: blue boobs, and X Men <laughs> and being like, Why is that person wearing that shirt? It's weird. <laughs> anyway, on to my next note.
1: Any Anywho. Um and I noted that in my <laughs> notes, um <laughs> that like there's a clear delineation between the two. It's like
0: Mm. Kinda of like buckle lash almost. Like if you, you like
1: kinda of ridiculous, but it is like cartoony in the same way. It's like you know, like poison. Like where's poison ivy? Like in South America is where we first meet her in the jungle. And it's she, always like the she, most she comes extreme out. Version. Yeah, yeah, like in the like jungle themed or like Amazon themed like a uh, party or whatever. And it's like you know heat and vines. People and dressed up as gorillas. And stuff and yeah, fucking weird people dressed up as they, gorillas. Those
0: suits remind me of like those modern inflatable gorilla <laughs> suits that people wear and that like, they dance. Like that's where they
1: remind <laughs> me. Oh my gosh! But then then there's like you know, Mr. Freeze, and it's like his his fucking henchmen are like sh- <laughs> freezing their tails off, you know. Yeah. Um, except for Vivica Fox, question mark?
0: Who I think was supposed <laughs> to have a larger role. In <laughs> Who has
1: less clothes, but is, seems fine. <laughs>
0: It's you well she's she's already hot. She's hot. Yeah, she's already hot. So
1: <laughs> um so yeah, I I don't know where I was going. I forgot what started this all, but But just it just has a
0: tone problem.
1: It it does have a tone problem and I think I think thematic yeah. like um uh, in the mise-en-scène right. like kind of thematically like costume design mm-hmm. wise um but also like content wise um it kind of it I'm kind of getting like uh flashbacks but like kind of flashbacks to like um the batman movie with like like penguin and catwoman how like like I didn't Batman re- returns yeah like yeah. I didn't remember it being like super sexual but like now being an an adult and like being like a conscious human being and like I'm like Whoa! Like what?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: like like it doesn't have to. This
0: be- was the big summer blockbuster for kids. Like what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It'll go over their heads, but it's still like, I don't know. Was that necessary? Like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Just seems strange, but yeah, live cartoon. Joel, mm. he did it.
0: Speaking of Joel, should I give you some basic info about the film?
1: Please. I'm okay, so dying. it was directed.
0: Once you've been dying for it, it was directed once again by Joel Schumacher, who, in between the last Batman film and this film, he directed, a, I guess, a legal drama called A Time to Kill. Mm. Uh, it was written by Akiva Goldsman. Oh wait, A uh,
1: Time to Kill, the the one with the uh, the black guy and he. Um, uh, yes,
0: yeah, Samuel Jackson.
1: And his um, his daughter gets raped. oh uh, yes. Yes. Oh, that's a good movie.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, directed by Joel Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Um, it was or, written. No
1: too white. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> it, this was written by Akiva Goldsman, who wrote the last Batman. The Bat- he, who he wrote Batman Forever, and he also wrote A Time to Kill. So him mm-hmm. and Joel Schumacher. Uh, J- Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Are you
1: saying it like? That?
0: I. Because I. I stuttered and I. Mm-hmm. Um. It was produced by Peter McGregor Scott, distributed once again by Warner Brothers. Uh, it was released in June of 1997. It had a budget of about 143 million dollars. and made about 238. So, if you take into account advertising, all the extra cost, it, it broke even at best, but was not the same success that the other films had had been. Mm. Um, but had you seen
1: you had you? Well, yeah, because I yeah. mean the the fucking checks for this this movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like Uma Thurman, jo- stacked, George Clooney, who was not
0: a huge, <laughs> but this was like his first big but movie.
1: Still, though. Still, still,
0: he I was know. a pretty popular on TV. He, he, he his claim he to wasn't fame was yet? um his claim to fame. He was famous. He was like maybe a B or C level mm. celebrity. He 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 was on ER.
1: Uh, um, that was kind of like see? his
0: breakout role, I oh. believe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is a stacked cast, like the last one. Yeah. Um. I mean, these have all been pre-stacked. Um. The first one, not as much, because really the big star was just like Jack Nicholson, and to a degree Michael Keaton, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. But then the second one, you have Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken. Yeah. The last one, we have Tommy Lee Jones, Nicole Kidman, Jim Carrey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Val Kilmer.
1: Uh, so oh, this one's kind of similar. Yep. And okay, so in 97, so Clueless came out in 95. So Alicia Silverstone. Oh, Alicia
0: Silverstone's you in know, this one. Yeah. yeah. Uma Thurman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, George Clooney, which is kind of like was a, he was someone people knew. Um, yeah. um, so this is a pretty stacked, yeah. So the budget off. must have been in the. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know what the budget is, but in terms but, of like. Coolio!
1: What went, <laughs> fucking Coolio made a cameo. <laughs>
0: well, there's. I have a piece of trivia about Coolio, but I'm gonna it's save really... it.
1: I'm gonna
0: save it. <laughs> but um, this, is, again, for the same reasons that I hadn't seen the previous Batman film, i had never seen this. The two of them were always, like, this is, like, what almost killed the superhero film genre. <laughs> uh, this one specifically. Oh. Um, so, again, I had never seen it. Um, but did you... I, again, I had, like, enough cultural osmosis where, I, like, I knew... I knew kind of, like, the problems with it. I knew about the ice puns. Like, all the things, like, the... If <laughs> so you were,
1: many puns. If
0: you were to like list the bullets of all of like the key problems with this, I already knew about and
1: I love going puns, into this, but oh my God, there's so many. But
0: I was kind of not opt- I was cautiously optimistic going into this <laughs> because I liked the last one so much, yeah or more than I thought I would, right? Yeah. um no, this is pretty bad. this this one I think deserves the the uh, the the criticism, both contemporary and modern uh criticism um Um,
1: yeah I don't I honestly do not know if I knew that this existed but I I was aware that at some point Alicia Silverstone was Batgirl mm -hmm. um I don't know if it's just in this movie, or, like, if it's, like, maybe I saw it in a different movie, or...
0: I think this is her only... Because
1: maybe both I've the
0: film it. and her performance were not particularly beloved,
1: we shall say. So, so So maybe I've seen it, but, like, I have no recollection of it.
0: Yeah, it's it's probably, if you watched it, you were really but young, it, or maybe a seem, scene on TV, It does or, seem
1: very familiar, to, now that I yeah. think about it. Like, with the whole McGregor's, like, with, um, like, Alfred...
0: Oh, the the McGregor syndrome. Yeah, I mean, like, like
1: the more that I think about it, it seems familiar, but I don't okay. know. if you it's You called familiar. that plot
0: twist. So if you haven't seen the film, uh, it's reveal. Alfred's like acting really weird for a lot of the movie, and then you find out he has like a fatal fictional disease <laughs> he called McGregor syndrome.
1: and then he's sad, and then yeah, I thought he was
0: just maybe sad or something, and, <laughs> and
1: then, then we find out he's
0: dying. Well, I was kind of excited because I was like, I thought he was like sad or like feeling really conflicted about, like, the work that Bruce and Robin are doing and, like, conflicted about the whole... I was like, that's interesting! But no, it's just, he's dying or something. Yeah, at
1: first it was, like, a little... I thought it was uncomfortable, Um, but then, like, the second...
0: Because they explored that in Mask of the Phantasm, if you remember. Yeah. Like, Alfred kind of being, like, having... Not... not, uh, Doubts is the right word. Yeah,
1: for, like, a split second, I, I thought it was, like, being uncomfortable, but then I was like, oh, no, he's sick. I didn't know he was dying. But, you you, know. you
0: predicted he was sick, and then I predicted it would be the same disease as Mister Freeze's wife, <laughs> which they mentioned like, oh, he cured it, but she was just too far gone.
1: Yeah, only certain stages. He was
0: like, oh, if if someone if someone hypothetically only had stage one, <laughs> luckily we have this research now, but we don't know anyone who has that disease. <gasps> Alfred, you.
1: You have McGregor's disease? Also, Syndrome? Also about that, I I don't know if I wrote it down, but like they just <laughs> Mr. Freeze just tried to I understand he's changed. He's had a character arc, whatever. But it's like like right after that character arc. He literally just tried to like freeze over the entire world and It makes
0: you, no sense. It and really just, is like
1: you just Trust the little blue vials that he gives you and pump that shit into Alfred? That could have been toxin. That could have been poison.
0: Well, a lot of this plot feels like. could still have been a, bad like guy. a lot of, like, if you look at the broad strokes of the, of the narrative, mm-hmm. it feels like a kid playing with action figures. Because it's like, why does Mr. Freeze want to do this? Well, he's Mr. Freeze. What else is he going to do? He's going to freeze the earth. You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't. It's not the most. Um, <laughs> narratively or character it's not very enriching
1: which i think which i think you also pointed out while we were watching is because like i said they have such conflicting personality it kind of like is the heat my i I think they did that on purpose not like thinking about it like they usually use the clip of it because they've used the clip especially from from rudolph you know so no from a year without a santa claus yeah and who's in it rudolph no Rudolph's not in that there's a there's a there's a reindeer, reindeer they fly.
0: Yeah, it's like Dasher or
1: something. Oh. Anywho, in a year without a, in a year without a Santa Claus, uh, I I think I just know that because it's like the Mankin or the Rankin. Rankin
0: back. <laughs> Mankin. Alan Mankin.
1: The <laughs> Mankin Rass.
0: The composer who wrote the music with Howard Ashford for The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin.
1: You, you remember that. No.
0: He's like a famous anyway.
1: Famous composer. How, how much room he in your a brain? He wrote Little Shop of Horrors. How much room in your brain do you have?
0: You I know, know what You know
1: what I know, Little Shop of Horrors? Is that man from Honey, I Shrink the Kids.
0: Rick Moranis. That's what
1: I got. <laughs> you don't even know his name. <laughs> you think I got room in my brain for all that shit?
0: I got a big... I'm, I'm, look, some people are built... I'm just built different. I got Anywho, a big brain.
1: Like I was saying... Sorry, yeah. I mean, bringing that quite literal comparison... Um, you know of, of she's
0: coming from the steamy jungle
1: yeah of her being basically the heat miser at one point you literally asked me like what what does she want like why are they working together and it was like this whole convoluted thing because it was like because <laughs> it was like oh she wants to do this to like save the earth which is like like weren't the super heat- oh, i'm doing it again shit Say it. We are the Why are all the super villains kind of right? Question mark. Well, that's a big. Well, so yeah, so that's, that's a big, like big like thing to help. You know, like um, de-pollute. The, I don't know, help the earth or whatever. But I guess if it, it in as collateral, it would you know mm-hmm. kill people because you know, especially yeah. like in the summer, if you just like yeah. stop running ACs, people will die of a heat stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, Bruce was like, no way, Jose. And so she was like, Oh, I'm gonna do it anyways. And I was like, okay, cool, makes sense. But then she teamed up with Freeze. And so I guess it was just like, Oh, you freeze all the humans, and all that would be left are plants. And then we could be like Adam and Eve. Or uh, excuse me, Adam and Evil. Um <laughs> That's right, they say
0: that. He's like,
1: Adam, and evil <laughs> and rule the plants The like right. the animalized Zidiana, plants.
0: give us your best because you're so great at impressions give us your <laughs> best arnold schwarzenegger impression
1: don't even know what to say
0: say adam and evil
1: adam and evil
0: you just sound like animal from the muppets <laughs> like
1: playing play drums <laughs> i i kind of i kind of sound like um i kind of base <laughs> I base my. You, you my, have a whole process. Yeah, or, I base what? my Arnold impression off of uh, Jorgen, or oh. Jargon, Jorgen von. Jorgen. Oh, from Fairly
0: Odd Parents, the the Jar Yeah, <laughs> Jorgen, Jargon. I think maybe. Jordan. Yeah,
1: I don't know. That he's guy.
0: like the like the lead. Yes, because
1: yes. he, he sounds like him to me. So he's like, meant
0: to be a. He's like, like. Hello, California.
1: I am your governor. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So you're doing an impression. Of someone um, doing an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. Yes. Um Yes, exactly. Like, but no, you touched on something that's like been a big thing in movies like forever, but especially a lot of modern movies, especially, especially a lot of like MCU movies, where it's like the villain is kinda right, but the the, the writer but is it's like not in that way. It's like it's like shit. We we don't want the audience to Agree with the villains, so we're gonna have them just kill someone for no reason.
1: Yeah, And yeah. like that
0: happened. I know there was a big complaint of Black Panther where it's like, oh really? Like on the surface, like Killmonger is like kind of right. What like, does he want
1: to do? Oh, give it back to the. Well, well, not the, his
0: intentions, but like for the people, right? Just but like his ideology—that basically like standing up for like that, the oppressed Black people of the world. Yeah,
1: basically. that was it, right? Just like giving the artifacts back, or no? I don't know. No, like, he wants I to like
0: don't... take over the world and like basically uh, create see. like a a black supremacy.
1: Uh, right, uh, which like well, he did want to, he did want to pull the curtain on on Wakanda, which that would have that would yeah. yeah.
0: But there's lots of other examples too, where it's like if someone's like a freedom fighter or something,
1: yeah. and it's like,
0: and it's like politically and ideologically, I kind of agree with you. But then the character will just kill someone just because yeah. the writer is like the laziest way just to show like they're evil. Yeah. So
1: didn't didn't we say that about? I think we. I think we we kind of said something like that about um Magneto and how like he mm-hmm. he just wants like equality between like the um Especially
0: like, when he's younger he's hunting Nazis. I'm like know? I'm not going to argue with yeah, you. Yeah, like the equality between
1: like the mutants and the humans, but like it, you know, in order to be the bad guy, he's not going to be like Professor X and like, "Oh, let's all work together." He's like, "Let's fucking kill the humans," you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I thought that was a great idea. She was like, oh, like, we can fix this, this, that, and the other right now.
0: And yeah, but, I'm kind of like, especially in 2023, I'm watching this, and I'm like... I'm
1: like, oh, shit, yeah.
0: Like, we're having, right, we're filming this in July right now. Um, I forget when this is going to be listened, but it's like, but also, right now it's like pretty hot. Uh,
1: yeah, it, no, but also, yeah, I think that... Hottest summer of our life,
0: but the coolest summer for the rest of our life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I think that's also an interesting thing to bring up is because, like obviously this is it it seems like a great plan but it's not like well it seems like thought through Mm -hmm. no i just mean in terms of like making large steps towards like uh, you know um i don't know what would you say solving ending climate change yeah um but it's like oh no like the you know the lower class basically who can't like wouldn't be able to afford certain things if you just like, tur- you know, stop using whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. He- oh, he talked about like food preservatives and whatnot, right? Um, but
0: but that like, problem is because any... of supply chains the, and the way the yeah, economy is structured, like, Bruce. In... You capitalist pig! Like in
1: any other. Those problems are space. solvable
0: if we return to the land Literally? and decrease our. Well, you know, I just learned recently. Sir, oh, I was talking. Oh, oh, I was gonna talk. Oh, sorry.
1: hold on, I was gonna say. Because this is like the only opportunity that they would use for for someone for for that to be the guiding star like to be the northern star, to be the reason not to do something good, right? Mm-hmm. Because any other time we you know, we're just focused on bad guys, you know. Bruce Bruce hasn't said anything about, you know, the poor people of Gotham. What does he care?
0: Well that's the thing that does people always know? say is like <laughs> it's like Bruce, instead of like Basically, like being like an extrajudicial vigilante and beating up criminals. Like, why don't you just give it? Yeah, why don't you give money? Like, why don't you just do that?
1: Yeah, give them jobs or give them. You know, pay your employees more so that they don't. You know, have to supplement their income or whatever.
0: Should I talk about the background of this movie?
1: What were you going to say though?
0: Oh, I was going to say I recently was in Buffalo for work and I learned all about, um, like growing, like, it's really important to grow as much locally as possible. Mm-hmm. And COVID really showed, like, when the supply chains go down, like, getting yeah. good, quality, healthy food is really hard.
1: Yeah, that's Right? True. So,
0: it's, like, they're, they're doing all these things, like, using vacant lots. And, like... Yeah. Like, yeah. there's all these vacant lots in Buffalo. They're doing stuff with, like, what's called hydroponics, where it's, like, yeah. growing stuff in that's water so cool. and without soil. Yeah. Like, so, to Bruce's point, you the reason why you need all that shit is because of the way the economy is structured. Like,
1: Bruce, if you're worried about people dying of heat stroke, you you can, you're rich enough to make, like, wind energy powered things. Like, green energy powered like ACs that don't have to use coolant and, like, freeze on or whatever. So, or solar energy whatever. is very or, like, efficient.
0: Solar. The reason why it's when not it's more is prevalent Because it's always it's, dark in Gotham.
1: But, but wind meals, you know, maybe...
0: Um, solar energy, I believe, the reason why it hasn't really been adopted till very recently is that because it produces so much energy, it wouldn't be profitable. Mm. That it, it would produce so, it would be such an effective use of energy. Well, uh, it is
1: really expensive to install them. Like, you can get them personally on your house. No, I know, like, I know. It's, like, really expensive.
0: I, we have been talking for, like, 30 minutes, and I feel like we've barely talked it's about... It's
1: our fucking podcast. It is... God damn
0: you know, it, you're right. It is our podcast. <laughs> Should I talk about the background of this movie? Sure. Okay. So let's start with some development. Chapter one, development. I'm going to read it, my bullet points, as if it's, like, a, a book. Okay. okay. Um, so, with the box office success of Batman Forever in June of 1995, Warner Brothers immediately commissioned a sequel. They hired director Joel Schumacher and writer Akiva Goldsman to reprise their duties the following August and decided it was best to fast-track production for a June oh. 97 target release date, which was different than, like, the usual three-year gap. If you think about it, it was 89, That's 92, a 95. Good decision. It's always great to rush it. <laughs> <laughs> Schumacher wanted to pay homage or homage homage uh, oh to the broad camp style of the 1960s television series.
1: Well bravo Joe.
0: <laughs> the storyline of Batman and Robin was conceived by Schumacher and Goldsmith during pre-production on A Time to Kill, which who 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 distributed A Time to Kill. That's um, actually
1: a really good movie. It's actually like really sad. Oh yeah? Yeah, because Sam Jackson does real good like a like
0: Oh, it was made by Warner Brothers. I was going to say... Oh, really? I was going to say if it was like someone else, I'd be like, if I was Paramount, I'd be like, why are you thinking about this other movie? They're <laughs> supposed to be doing pre-production for our movie. Um, but it was, yeah, so they they conceived it while they are doing pre-production on that movie. Goldsman, however, expressed concerns, hmm, red flag, about the script during <laughs> pre-production discussions with Schumacher. Schumacher stated that he was given the mandate by the studio to make the film more toyetic, even when compared to Batman Forever.
1: Toyetic?
0: Uh, the studio reportedly included toy companies in pre-production meetings. Um, Mr. Freeze's blaster was specifically designed by toy manufacturers. Mm. Um, while Chris O'Donnell reprises the role of Robin, Val Kilmer decided not to reprise the role of Batman for Batman Forever. Schumacher admitted that he had difficulty working with Kilmer on Forever. Quote, he sort of quit, Schumacher said, and we sort of fired him. Yeah. Which we talked about in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Um. Schumacher originally had interest in casting William Baldwin in Kilmer's Place, but chose Clooney after seeing his performance in From Dusk Till Dawn, which mm-hmm. I guess was a movie. Um, <laughs> yes,
1: it's the whole, it, isn't it the song that, that Zayn and Sia sing, that isn't it based on the movie? Or remake, I have no idea. Or did they do a remake of it?
0: I have no I idea. I
1: love you to Dust till dawn, I love you to dusk till dawn.
0: I don't know, the phrase from Dusk Till Dawn is a pretty, like, ubiquitous phrase. Yep. Oh. So it, might, it may be unrelated, or it could be directly related. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Schumacher felt that Clooney, quote, brought a real humanity and humor to the piece, an accessibility that I don't think anybody else has been able to offer, end quote, and that he strongly resembled resembled the character from the comic books. I will say he visually is a great Bruce Wayne.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, he
0: looks, he's, hand, like, you believe this is a handsome guy. And,
1: he, he has yeah. this, like, je ne sais quoi about him, like, this, like, cool guy kind of.
0: He's very cool
1: thing. Like, I don't know. Like, but he's
0: not bland the way Kilmer was kind no. of bland in some scenes.
1: But not like cool. Like, oh my gosh, that guy's so cool. But just like like chill, cool. like Com- relax. Cool, calm,
0: cool, and collected. Yeah, calm, yeah.
1: cool, and collected.
0: Um, Schumacher also believed that Clooney could provide a lighter interpretation of the character than Kilmer and Michael Keaton. Um, Ed Harris, Anthony Hopkins, and Patrick Stewart... Uh, were considered for the role of Mr. Freeze before the script was rewritten to accommodate Arnold Schwarzenegger's casting.
1: Oh, that would have been funny.
0: Schumacher decided that... I see
1: Patty.
0: That would... I think they all dodged a bullet. (laughs) Uh, Schumacher decided that Mr. Freeze had to be, quote, big and strong, like he was chiseled out of a glacier. (laughs) Would Patrick Stewart would not have been good for because he's like a scrawny little. Girl, no,
1: so. yeah, it'd be it'd be like a more sciencey kind of like.
0: Which I think he was what he was like in the um. I don't know if I have it in my notes here, so I may as well Is just say real? it. Mr. Freeze was from the comics. Yeah. Um, but was a very very small role. Mm. Uh, and then with the animated series in the 90s, they like that creative team kind of reinvented the character. Yeah. Um, And, like, they created the idea of, like, the wife and the disease and, like, freezing her. And then, like, the... Like, Mm -hmm. the TV show invented that. So this movie is basically taking that origin story for this movie. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Okay.
0: Like, the TV show is what made... The animated show in The nineties is what made this character popular enough to be, like, the main villain of a live-action version. Otherwise, he was, like, a... D-list yeah. character from the comics. Like, only showed up a couple times. Yeah, hey, well, sometimes
1: so. that works. You know Iron Man?
0: be <laughs> but Yes. Sometimes um, that works. So, uh, to prepare for the role, Schwarzenegger wore a bald cap after declining to <laughs> shave his head, wore a blue LED in his mouth, and had acrylic paint applied. The blue LEDs had to be wrapped in balloons after battery acid started leaking into Schwarzenegger's mouth. That is not good. Ah, <laughs> I got this battery acid.
1: Oh my gosh. And well, yeah, because it, they like painted up to his eyes. Like how long. It's to, pretty impressive. Like, actually. that's crazy. I wonder how long that took. Like, oof.
0: I really hope that the, the makeup person didn't have like OCD or something. Because I feel like you would stop at everything visible and be like. Get naked. I gotta do the whole thing. I gotta paint your whole body. <laughs> I know we're not gonna see it. I just gotta paint the whole thing.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, can't sneeze or any or wipe your nose or anything in that. Like, yeah. oh, it, it was like so close to his eyes. Like, I, I like
0: wouldn't be able. My to.
1: eyes were getting itchy just looking at it.
0: <laughs> um, besides Uma Thurman, I. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in terms of like actresses considered Demi Moore mm-hmm. Sharon Stone and Julia Roberts were considered for the role of Poison Ivy Thurman ultimately took the role of Poison Ivy because she liked the femme fatale characterization of the character
1: of course which I guess goes along with the with the whole um, Kale Bale situation
0: yes which, but that came after this was it after but this is
1: yeah 2000. that was like the early right. 2000s
0: but this is but this movie's after Pulp Fiction
1: okay yeah
0: so uh, Alicia Silverstone was the only choice for the role of Batgirl Prior to filming, she was reported to have lost at least ten pounds for the role. Silverstone what? would later recount the body shaming she encountered during promotion of the film and I have, I have trivia about that
1: the nineties slash early 2000s were absolutely terrible like in terms of like
0: the skinny bodies
1: like, like
0: what was the what was like the word for it like coke chic or something like what's the word for it like or,
1: oh like, like cokehead skinny or something
0: yeah or there was like, like a really di- d- disparaging term where it's like you're so skinny. As if you're like addicted to drugs, well, not as if a lot of those moms yeah. were addicted to like, well, yeah, because
1: they would say like the most ridiculous things like i I can't remember who it was. But I, I'm pretty sure it was Hillary Duff and they like she's like on a magazine cover and you can like like she's like leaning or something. you can see like her arm right her like forearm like the top of her arm and like like she got ridiculed for it because it's like, oh, she has chubby arms. like there's like barely any meat on this girl. Like, what do you mean chubby arms? That's
0: what's so weird about like, watching movies huh? from the 90s. Because within the world of the story, there'll be, like, a plot there about a character, like, being, like, kind of, seen as kind of chubby. And, like, they are not chubby no. at all.
1: No, not at all. I'm They're like,
0: just not, like, you just can't see their rib cages. Like...
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and, well, I read this, like, factoid thing about, like, the production. I don't know why, but the production of, like, Friends and stuff. And, like all the girls like i think besides bb uh well th- that would be just the two of them i don't know uh i know especially jennifer aniston but i don't know about the other ladies but they like she like ate the same large salad like every single day for like 10 years like and uh, that's it like for at least for lunch i don't and and other things would be like really small and like eating healthy is good but like I feel like a lot of the the ladies like in the early 2000s like it's like they have no guts it's like (laughs) like we we have insides you know like but like it was just like you can see people's like like hip bones Mm -hmm. and like like their like rib cages and like oh the collarbones too i'm like kind of look like a skeleton like i don't know it's kind of scary but and to be
0: clear we're not body shaming anyone who has that body body
1: shaming i mean like if you're naturally skinny go off but like you know just the the expectation the
0: psychologically unhealthy drive to be like that is really
1: yeah of to be basically like to see your bones is like and that be seen as like sexy is like kind of weird like i don't know some of us got juice, okay? <laughs> Some of us are juicy.
0: Um, in terms of the filming of the movie, uh, the shooting schedule allowed Clooney to simultaneously work on the television series ER without any uh, scheduling conflicts. Yeah. Uh, filming, this, this, I think this might be my trip. Big, yeah, he was double dipping there. Um, filming was temporarily halted in the fall of 96 when Mr. Freeze Blaster prop disappeared from the film set a police investigation was subsequently opened, culminating in the raid of a film memorabilia collector's home
1: what (laughs)
0: um
1: how do things keep getting stolen off of set but literally cut it's a big gun Props.
0: How do you get smuggled the, out?
1: Literally the what was it? The actual cut of the movie or something? Listen,
0: if Edward like, Snowden could steal that like bring that little hard drive out
1: that's true. But,
0: of of like a government like secret facility, someone could steal something from because no one gave a shit on this movie. That's the point, is that and this actually ties no, into I just my mean, next Like
1: is there no security around the lot? Like I don't know. It's just like some random person coming in and stealing well, a giant freeze blaster? Like
0: Huh? I will say it is as a toy merchandisable. It's pretty cool.
1: Also, uh, the um what?
0: Co- what?
1: How would even know? How would they even know? I
0: don't know. They I don't know.
1: It was the '90s. Would they read the paper about it? I don't know. It's not like we can go on Google and say hello. Like we're making a movie about Mr. Freeze, you know. This is the 90s. Would they look them up? Well, with well
0: no, well, no. I, I thought you meant about, like, trying to find after it was stolen. But, like, it, the people knew this movie. Like, there were still... Variety has been around for, like, <laughs> 80 years or however long. Like, these are... Like, there they they were entertainment Do they, magazines. they write
1: about like, them beforehand?
0: Yeah. It I know, would be, like, it'd be an entertainment after. news. Like, it's a business. It's an industry. So, there'd well, be news they, about the industry. Like, they they're making this movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger was... Ca- it wasn't a secret. Oh, if anything, that was part of the promotion, was people knowing it's happening. Oh. It's like organic promotion. Oh. When comparing, work, uh, comparing <laughs> working on this to me Forever, O'Donnell explained that, quote, things felt much sharper and more focused, and it just felt like everything got a little softer on the second one. The first one, I felt like I was making a movie. The second one, I felt like I was making a toy commercial.
1: <laughs> O'Donnell, who is that? That's Robin. That's Robin. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, and then the other thing about
1: yep. him he, saying,
0: remember He I thought want. the
1: first one was a movie when he was doing all that acrobat shit just to do his laundry and just to open the door. Really? Okay.
0: But that's, that's, he, he just got, he has the sauce. That doesn't make it a, a toy commercial. He's just got the sauce, you know. <clears throat> um, Viviana, you have notes. Do you want to go through your notes first? <laughs>
1: Do you even want to go
0: through my notes? Yes! I'm actually very interested. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic.
1: Well, I... I Don't let me down like the movie. Though. I wrote...
0: <laughs> I saw... I saw. I, all joking aside, I saw her, like, for a good majority of the time type of stuff on her phone. So I... I yeah. So I'm interested to see what you... Well,
1: I did write it, like, kind of how I speak, so... Um, That's okay. It is going to be a little funny.
0: That's um, okay.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Starts off... From the beginning of the movie, of course. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> My first note. So stylized from Joel again. Because, you know, like, right away yeah. you can see, like, you know, how stylized, whatever. It's like, it just, like, is. It's like this big thing, you know? Mm. Um, It's like this big creation and you can, like, I don't know, whatever. It's very,
0: well, that's that's what, what, what I like about...
1: You understand, right? Okay.
0: That's what I like about this and the last one. <laughs> is that they are uh, very, like... Big cho- big swings.
1: Yeah, you know yeah. what I
0: mean. There, there. Nothing. It doesn't feel like it's being played safe. Yeah, it's being played safe commercially, but in terms of the artistic choices, it's very. Again, everything's always to the like, nth degree. It
1: like takes you. It takes you to another world right away. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas like like some movies, you kind of got to get into it. Where it's like like right yeah. away, this is how it is. You know, whatever. Um. <laughs> my next note is. My well, next well,
0: hold on, can I mansplain reading notes? You, sh- you should use them as, like, a jumping-off point. You don't need to, like...
1: I the, know, but like I... Like, think- I have a
0: bullet here that wrote that I wrote, Bat, both Batman and Robin logos, comma, emphasizing team-up. What I would say is, it was interesting how they had both logos overlaid each other, kind of really, no, but you don't
1: have to read it word no, for word. No, but I think the wording is funny. Oh, okay. So if you would just wait, my second okay. bullet is, OMG, a double whammy shots back to back butt crotch, butt crotch. That is so. true. There
0: were a lot of extreme because that was just one part of the last one. This is like, they know... They knew that that was something like this. Almost kind of feels like an fu to the people who complained about it in the first movie. Okay,
1: you just. I just. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: I'm foaming at the mouth.
1: <laughs> foaming at the mouth um, with this
0: because they did. Because now there's two of them, and they really zoomed in and yeah. and uh, when I, when Batgirl put her stuff yeah, on, they they do it for Alicia. her and they zoom in on the titties. Yes, even with the <laughs> excuse me, her breasts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Then I also talked about like the corny dialogue, um, and yeah. Uh, oh, and that Robin also gets a bike or has a bike now. Um,
0: like a cool, like a like a comic booky looking one. Because before he just rode like a standard motorcycle.
1: Yeah. Whereas yeah. now
0: it looks like a toy.
1: Yeah, and I I thought that but I human side. I just thought that was interesting because I would think that they would go together, like just in the Batmobile. But I guess not. But whatever. Who cares? He gets mm-hmm. a cool bike. Um, and then I also I <laughs> made a note. Why did movies get FaceTime way before we got it? Nah.
0: <laughs> well, even going back to two thousand one, the know. movie. I know.
1: I know. Yeah, that's what I think about all the time. It's like, how did they, how did they have this concept in movies but not in real life? Well, like, how, where did they well, get that from?
0: Well, I will tell you. And
1: how could we not execute
0: it? I will tell you. Oh please. Because do you know? You're, yeah, I do know. Are
1: you just? Are you just speaking with
0: I, Who's to say? <laughs> who's, you'll never, I'll never tell. Somebody
1: fact check this, XO, man. XOXO,
0: I'll never tell. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, this is like a really interesting, like, thing that's been studied is, there's two answers. <coughs> Answer number one is um, certain technologies seem inevitable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, even if they're not. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, in 1968, when when Kubrick makes 2001. Like, that, when he has basically creates FaceTime. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it had been in other movies, but that's, like, the most famous one, I right? Guess, it, he,
1: it, yeah. it, um... I guess it is kind of science fiction-y, like, with flying cars. Well, here's well, here's the thing, is
0: that, like, at the time, that was as non-existent as flying cars. Yeah. It's only now we look back and oh, wow, they were so prescient. Yeah. They knew, because it ended up... But the thing is, is that, also, don't forget, a lot of times... Science fiction influences people who then grow up and invent that stuff.
1: I always thought it was the
0: other way around. Not, it's, it's it's kind of like a, a, yeah. a, a cycle. Like art imitates cool. life, and then life imitates art yeah. back. Right. So yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of things that were created because someone watched a movie mm-hmm. when they were a kid, and then they grew up to be an engineer and be like, wouldn't that be cool if that was real? Um, but no, in terms of that, like, like it made sense. It made sense <laughs> that, you know, we have telephones. We're able to communicate audio.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who's to say in the future? Like, but the thing is, Kubrick isn't able to explain how this is done.
1: Yeah, that's... that's because the at that thing time,
0: there's, there's... there's about. There, It's
1: like movie magic, whereas, like, there's, like, a practicality that needs to be put in... Like,
0: yeah, to, like, it's... Because it's that. not a major plot point, so they're not discussing. Because at the time, there's film stock, and there is video tape mm-hmm. but at that but at that time that's all something you would film and then show someone later there was no way to like um like they were just now doing something well don't forget there was tv existed
1: mm-hmm.
0: like live broadcasts so they'd already knew how to do this but it no, just I know. wasn't i
1: mean like like personally like i could talk to alfred in Well, the i think i think
0: kind of. i think something like that is they know this technology exists like being able to transmit visual, uh, you know, like like how they broadcast something on TV, like yeah. sports or, or news or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Who's to say in the future they don't scale it down to the point where we can all have these devices in our pocket.
1: Mm-hmm. But don't forget, it's always... I always think about Char- Charlie it's... and the Chocolate Factory. Or What? <laughs> I Yeah, I always think about that. About a- what? A- about but... the boy, the TV boy. And how, like...
0: Oh, oh, know, oh like, like being able to go like into the game. Can, or... We
1: can transmit audio and, and video why not physical matter? why not you know smell at the you know at the least and then mm-hmm. maybe like physical things and then mm-hmm.
0: you know, not just recreating them but like literally taking matter in one point in space time yeah and so in.
1: you know like the the whole trope of like oh you stay up late you watch like the shopping channels who's to say you don't call up right now give your give your credit card number and then you get it right then
0: Exactly. Well, that's Why do you the have thing. To wait, you know. That's that's your you. What you're doing is you're imagine. That's what these so, filmmakers do. They so imagine I, what the future could be like, yeah. based off of what currently exists and go, and extrapolating. It. But it's also always funny because it's always like, like you know, in 2001, that movie. It's a 1968 vision for 2001. So they yeah. have FaceTime, but it's like a pay phone. You go into like a yeah. little room, <laughs> yeah. and you put in, you know, you pay a, a, an amount, yeah, and you have like five minutes or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it
1: was like well, it was like
0: it's the always done with that lens. Like they he he of predicted course, FaceTime, course. but he didn't predict like mobile phones being able to call. You know what I mean? He didn't predict that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, same yeah, same thing with uh, you know Back to the Future, and then also with um, with. Michael Keaton's Batman, um, how they were like very like eighties, nineties computer, but like computers, but what they were doing was like more technologically yes. advanced. Like,
0: yes yeah, Precisely, yeah. So um similarly like with if you look at stuff we're really getting off topic. But if you watch like <laughs> the original Star Wars, the Death Star plans, like it's a futuristic world where they have oh, light Star Wars, speed. Yeah. But like the it's holograms. Star Wars plan, it's like on a basically a floppy disk. That's in R2. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right? But then there's, like, the holographic feature. So it's, like, oh, crazy. I don't know.
0: So it's, like, this weird disconnect. So that's why when you watch the original Star Wars, everything is so analog. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff they're using. Like, there's a lot of, like, physical switches. Like, when the Millennium Falcon, they're, like, clicking shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Like, uh, whereas if someone created that today, it would probably be, like, all touchscreen. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So it's always through the prism of current technology Mm -hmm. um
1: so yeah so i guess that was kind of like a silly thing to note but like when i because like on with first impression like when i first see something like that i'm like like whoa like how did how did they how could they do that you know like how do they even think about that like it didn't exist or whatever um but yeah now talking it through and thinking it out you know it seems a little bit more probable mm. but i don't know i do. i just always thought that that was kind of weird because that's like like a uh, kind of uh, like stereotypical thing with like crime fighters, right? With like, so Batman is, you know, can do that uh, FaceTiming with Alfred and then like Kim Possible, like, eh, I know it's silly, but like Kim Possible, like will FaceTime with Wade. And it's like, we didn't have that capability back then, but like, that was like such a trope that like, it was such a common thing for them, for those type of people to do, you know? so this coming out, you know, being from the 90s, I'm just like, what? How'd they even do that? Um, but sometimes I forget it's, it's 2023. Anyways. <laughs> and then my next note is so silly. Set and costumes. Um, I think going along with my first note would be the stylized. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also just, like, kind of silly in a way. But now knowing that he literally told them to remember it. was It's a cartoon it makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you understand that, and like John Glover, it set the tone.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, why are
0: you going to treat it seriously if the director's literally like, ah, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, you know
1: what and, I mean? yeah. And I think... Um, I and will say,
0: Mr. Freeze actually does look kind of sick. He, like, it, it's a pretty cool... Uh,
1: he looks kind of funny with his hat on, with his like helmet thing on. Yeah. But like, yeah, he looks. he looks kind of... <laughs> Like, you wouldn't want to run into him. Yeah. You wouldn't
0: want to run to him in a dark alley. <laughs>
1: um, but, and then I also did know about how, like, Batman is kind of, like, a lot cooler, I guess, in this version. So, like, I said, Batman has a cool, smooth-ass entrance. So he just, like, kind of glides down out of the ceiling. <laughs> and, like, you yeah. know, I don't know. It just, like, seems, like, a little bit more suave than the other In terms of
0: his entrances as Batman, are you talking about George Clooney? It just seems like
1: it seems like whereas like the other ones were like kind of stiff or forced. It's like he's Mm -hmm. not being stiff. He's just like being still because like he's
0: well. Of the four movies in like the Burton Schumacher verse, this is the most expensive of them. So you might also be seeing like an increased budget Mm -hmm. being reflected, right? Like
1: yeah, uh, maybe so. You
0: know what I mean? Like they could do cooler things with uh, with Batman now. Yeah, because they have more money to throw at it. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's up with that gravity thing too. But yeah, the, I could see that. I'm sure that's like a post production thing because that's
0: not What gravity real. thing?
1: It's like there's like less gravity. It's like they like they like. There's a plot point where there's land. like gravity. Or... No, no, no. They just like gently land on things.
0: Oh yeah, or like, because like they yeah, they like
1: jump up and it's like from super far away. It's yeah, like, it's kind of like like Beast or like the Toad guy or something from yeah. x-men yeah um and then yeah so to so go along with the cartoon um they're the ice skeletons that was silly
0: well i have a running list of all the most like anytime viviana burst out laughing i made sure to write eight <laughs> um can i briefly just go through them all very quickly your notes no not my notes just all, like, all my the laughing things. points yeah sure um, sliding down the dinosaur. Yeah. He surfs down the, the, the tail of a bronchiosaurus. That's what I'm saying. He's just so cool. Um, playing hockey with the diamond. So Miss Freeze in this opening scene is like trying to steal a big diamond. They're playing like <laughs> hockey with it. Knives shoot out of Batman's boot. <laughs> um, They're surfing in the sky. Yes. Because they're they I what like they're the up in the surfer. air and they're using like a like a door of like this this escape pod yes, to like yes, surf yes. in the air. They do look like silver surfers. They look
1: like a silver surfer. Um,
0: picking up a frozen a Robin gets frozen. So he's like spoiler, a giant. Spoiler like,
1: alert, that's my favorite part. He's, he's that's
0: so fucking funny. And he's like it's like a it is like a cartoon. He's like covered just like an iso Batman just picks him up like he's like a statue. Um <laughs> Let's see if I have it. a polar bear slippers.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, oh, these
1: are good memories. Uh... These
0: are good memories. <laughs> Bat titties. Oh, yes. Um, And also uh, rubber lips. So there's a plot thread <laughs> where because Poison Ivy, when she kisses you, can yes. like mind control you. But Rob, there's this whole thread. Like, there's this whole forced like romantic like love triangle. <laughs> Like, Batman and Bruce, or, uh, excuse me, Bruce and Robin are kind of, like, beefing over Poison Ivy, kind of, but Robin really takes it too far and, like, really gets
1: duplier. Well, because, like you said, he doesn't have, like, nose holes or yeah, something so like yeah. in his mask, so Batman doesn't get affected, but, yeah. but Robin's full-face pheromones. Like, but, yeah.
0: so, so,
1: so when Robin finally
0: kisses her for real... He pulled, apparently he had rubber lips on and peels them off to, so he's like, joke's on you. I was never actually brainwashed.
1: It's like, yeah, your poison works, but not on rubber Rubber lips. lips. (laughs) What? That's,
0: it's just. But anyway, you can you can
1: continue. Oh my gosh! So yeah, the ice skeletons again, along with the like a cartoony. Yeah. Um, and These the-
0: Batman villains, like they all have like it feels like the same henchman. <laughs> but it's like it's almost like a temp agency. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm going to work for Mister Freeze. I got to put on my special ice skeleton costume. Oh no, I'm going to work for the Penguin. So I'm going to dress up like uh you know, whatever it is. What is, like like circus. Yeah, like circus, <laughs> like, like, it's like they're all the same henchmen.
1: Yeah, that was pretty funny. And and their, like, cups or, like, their guards were, like, they were, like, skulls. So there was, like, a little skull, like.
0: On their crotch.
1: Yeah, like, on their crotch. Like, you guys <laughs> part of their, like, armored outfit. Um, and then I also thought it was funny that Batman and Robin, you know, they just click their heels and then they're ice skating. Um, and yeah. then playing hockey with the skeletons <laughs> with the
0: big diamond. yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I I said, what does Iceman want? Does it? He doesn't seem. Mr. Freeze. Oh yeah, well, I didn't know his name at that. But <laughs> what does Iceman want? Doesn't seem too interested in the diamond unless he's just overly confident about the whole thing? Question mark. So.
0: <laughs> you reading this word for word is great. You know. <laughs> You know, because what I've been doing is I use my bullets to start a conversation, but this is so much better.
1: But I just thought it was weird that he didn't seem too concerned about. Because it's it. like
0: a kid it playing was, with action figures. It was figures. like an
1: afterthought. It doesn't it was matter. Like, oh, go get my diamond,
0: like you know. It just it is just to have a scene. To have a movie, <laughs> to sell toys. And that, that's that's what everything is. Just it's all for.
1: Well, and I I wrote them of course in sequential order. I didn't I didn't have the chance to. Uh, no, I mean, me too. I don't or, them. organize them into thematic. No, I mean categories. Neither do I. I just write them um, as like as we go. But, also like not having seen it and, and not knowing a lot about it. Right? I was like, wait, they're going to space. Is Freeze Man not a human? But then we find out later he was a human. But you know now he's like not a human
0: question he's like an ice mutant
1: yeah like but he he was originally
0: he was just a dude
1: a dude yeah but i
0: accidentally he was it was so funny his origin story he was like at like a wall of like techno technology and he started like spritzing like 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 electric sparks and he was like whoa and then he (laughs) fell into like a vat of chemical (laughs) ice or something i don't know
1: yeah that was silly um but yeah, I was confused about that just because I was like, wait, if Batman's heart's going to freeze, like, how can yours? I mean, I know you're an ice man, but like, are you like impervious? Anywho. Um, and then when he jumped out of the thing, um, he's got the wings. He kind of, I said, he, he's like an ice bat. LOL.
0: The parallels are are, yeah. are, are shocking.
1: <laughs> then I said, silver surfer men. <laughs>
0: With, because when they're when they're in the sky with the yeah. with the doors, yeah.
1: And then <laughs> this is when this is when they get to the ground and they're like talking to the breeze man, and then he leaves, but he like closes the door, right? And I said, you would think that they would appreciate the cold to cool them down from all the shit they wear. Because <laughs> I was just thinking about. <laughs> How much costume that is, you know, like both in real life and also like in Batman's life. And then I said, this ice business is pretty good. Pretty useful, you know, until the sun comes out.
0: (laughs) This feels less like notes about the movie and more like (laughs) like potential joke ideas for a stand up. (laughs)
1: This is just me. Hey, do you think this would work? (laughs) Oh. And then I said, of course, my favorite part, spoiler alert, is Batman defrosting Robin. Hilarious. Because it's like, it's like when the the freeze, right? And so the ice is like backwards. And so it's not, it's not just him. It's like, like... Uh,
0: they have the visual. It's almost like icicles, but
1: going yeah, horizontally. Like, like ho- yeah, like, yeah, horcicle, horcicle, hor horizontal. <laughs> a <whor-sickle. laughs> a horizontal icicles. And then he picks him up. So casually, and then puts him in the water. I was like, oh, well, that's going to take a while. But then he <laughs> he uses his heat vision to, to like a boil heat laser. the water. And he comes up and he's like, do we get him?
0: It's like, no, no dick. <laughs> no, we didn't get him.
1: And then I also said, why the evil tough guys always got to be my people. LOL. This and Scooby-Doo Spooky Island have luchador guys.
0: Bane does kind of look like a, a luchador.
1: He yeah. does.
0: Um, so it's interesting with Bane. He <laughs> was at the time a very recently created character in the comics. Oh, really? Like his, his first isn't, appearance isn't was like he 1993.
1: More, he's more built out. Like, well, here's the thing he's his not whole just like thing is. a zombie is, guy now.
0: No, his yeah. whole thing is he's supposed to be fucking sh- <laughs> like, yoked out of his mind, like super beefy. Oh, he is. But incredibly intelligent. Oh. It's like, that's what makes him scary, is that he's got the brain and the bra. Oh, well,
1: they took that out. But they
0: they kind (laughs) of just used him... It's kind of like we talked about when watching X-Men. They would just, like, use a character. Yeah. Just like, oh, this kind of general idea of this character, and then do whatever they want.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, so, So, yeah, in this, he basically... Like so, Poison Ivy's whole thing is she works like underneath another doctor, played by John Glover, one of yes. our favorite actors Who I actually from, thought from Smallville. Was, like,
1: really good. Like he was, he's great. I know he, he was, was
0: like, considered to play Joker for the for the eighty nine like, uh, one.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I know he has like a small role and it's like silly or whatever. But like I thought, he, I thought he was like deliciously evil.
0: He just like his role as Lionel <laughs> Luther on Smallville. He's deliciously he's evil. Just
1: deliciously evil. Um,
0: but the whole so the, the so the setup is she's like works underneath him. And he is like trying to create, like basically, kind of like, uh, like the Captain America, like super soldier serum. I think they even say super soldier serum in it. Yeah, I guess it, so. Yeah. Which kind of feels like something a rip for off the of,
1: military, but, um, basically. Yeah,
0: like sell and like basically he he gets like a random scrawny ass dude and creates Bane. Who,
1: who is a uh, criminal whom they got, which is would, I think would be. Uh, what is it called?
0: Cruel and unusual uh, cruel punishment. Cruel
1: and unusual punishment. Uh, just. I think he's
0: already breaking the law. I don't think it's like if you're robbing a bank, you're not like I gotta stay below the speed
1: limit. No, I, no, no, I know. I'm just saying, like to to prey on such a on such mm. a marginalized community, you
0: know, like like skinny white guys. Yep.
1: No, mm. people, <laughs> people who have committed crimes. The, oppre- the or, or,
0: oppressed. The most oppressed. The most oppressed group of all. Or, gamers. Or who
1: have not committed crimes and who are you know said to have committed crimes anywho whatever he's got this guy you put some toxic in his brains and now he's like this beefy guy this beefy luchador guy and he's got the vocabulary yeah. of the they, of the Easter island statue they, they, in, they in, in night in the nightmare before the museum no the night night of, in
0: the museum the
1: night in the museum
0: the nightmare before the museum <laughs> the nightmare before <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it's a shame that he's basically Bane is just reduced to being just like a mindless henchman
1: yeah. of, of Poison Ivy, which like which I thought was weird because I I don't like I said I don't know a lot about these characters but like I think he he's definitely more than that right like
0: well I'm, it's funny to watch this because he's in he's in The Dark Knight Rises he's played by Tom guy. Hardy he's like the main villain of that film
1: oh no, Tom
0: which you've seen you may not remember we watched that together uh-huh. um he has like the thing around his face kind of like.
1: Maybe yeah. That's
0: a that movie has problems, but that character design and that mask is like kind of like Chef's Kiss, like really great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, but we'll say that for that. But it's weird to that's my that was my first and really only introduction to Bane, mm-hmm. and then to watch this, um, the costume in this is more like what it is in the comics, mm. but the Christopher Nolan as a as the character that version. Is more authentic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here, he's just kind of like me, hungry. Yeah, like,
1: you know, <laughs> he's kind of like, like Rocky—not the fighter, but like Rocky, Rocky Horror, Rocky. <laughs> he's he's, you know, you don't remember?
0: No, I don't remember.
1: And you remember? You remember the Glee? Really like... You remember the Glee version? And it was Sam playing Rocky. And he was just like...
0: Oh, kinda, yeah. He was
1: just kinda like Frankenstein's monster, but like, for sex. And He, oh. he was in like the little gold no, shorts. no really. eh, it's okay, does anywho, anywho, whatever. And then I said, OMG, John Glouper's performance. And then I said, yo, WTF is wrong with Alfred. I said, he's so wise. Oh shit, he dying.
0: <laughs> well, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So how do you feel about Clooney in this role? Uh, in theory, this is great casting because I think he's able to do like the suave yeah. part. But again, with all of these movies, the, the they don't really give him great material. It's not even that it's bad; it's just not a lot to go work with.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's enough for me to to feel strongly one way or the other. But like, I mean, I guess he was okay. He was fine. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> When I Mm, saw George Clooney, I was just looking at his face because, like, he, I don't know, would it be called a five o'clock shadow? It's like his whole face was gray from from his, like, where his mustache and his beard would be. (laughs) So I was paying attention to that. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, something that I did bring up um, previously was his uh relationship with Alfred and so I said oh more Alfred cuteness with flashbacks um, so I I kind of appreciated that and like especially with with him dying and stuff like you know kind of kind of setting that up a little bit more emotionally made it more uh, impactful um I think and but I don't know there there is some part of me that just like wants to see a lot of, like, just them being dudes and, like, I don't know. I just feel being like... Being actual
0: characters and human beings and yeah, not just, like, an action figure.
1: Yeah, I just feel like, like, Alfred is so wise and then, like, he just has, like, so much to teach Bruce and so just, like, him kind of raising him and, like, I don't know. But also, like, not having the real reins of a parent because, like, he's mm-hmm. his employer. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, just, those,
0: those little flashbacks were something. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. I just
1: wish there was more of that instead of like the kind of like shadowy holographic type thing. Um, And then I said, "OMFG, he's tapping his fucking toes to Rudolph," which is a year before the Santa Claus. Oh no!
0: A year without. A year without. A a year before.
1: A year without. There's
0: Batman Year One, then there's Santa Year One. (laughs) (laughs) The famous comic book series, (laughs) Santa Year One.
1: And I said something about the makeup, of course, looking intense. And then I said niece from england with no english accent haha
0: <laughs> yeah let's talk about alicia uh, i'm sorry she, her character like just with just looking at the script is so unnecessary is so shoehorned in i thought
1: she was gonna be evil for a while because like oh. it's it was so it seems so random like why are you here you know like I don't know. It just seemed like she wanted like money or something like that. Mm. I don't know. It just seemed it seemed very dubious. Why
0: did she end up coming?
1: Because she got kicked out of school.
0: That's right. For for liking to ride motorcycles, like
1: in her spare time.
0: In her more? spare time, like not while she's doing.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But I said Alicia is so pretty, and then this was when I think
0: this was she, like peak Alicia Silverstone era, like that. Yeah. Late 90s. And I think
1: this is when she's first talking to Robin. Um, and a lot of sexual
0: tension between the two. Of
1: them. Yeah, and even just, though they
0: kind of end up being like a bat family, so they're like bat siblings. Yeah, but there's a lot yeah. of sexual tension.
1: But um, you know, and she she's kind of like going on the tangent of like, you know, he he was kind of like not forced into it, but, like, felt obligated to do this, and, like, he could have done so much more with his life, or blah, blah, blah. And then I wrote, LOL, are all English people butlers? Because, like, she's, like... Uh, she was, like... Their whole family their are whole butlers. Their whole families are butlers. Yeah, the whole family are butlers. <laughs> like, what? Know. And then... Um, there is a
0: more focus on Alfred, which is interesting. Like, kind yeah. of flesh him out, and, like, and a little?
1: I don't know, it just it seems kind of weird. Like, what's up with the whole brother situation? Like... Why does he have to have a butler brother for the for an Indian leader like I don't know it just seems very random.
0: It's it's like a kid playing with his action <laughs> figures. If you're 7, who's the butler's <laughs> brother? A butler. <laughs>
1: But he can't get. We can't get in contact with him because his. his it's his,
0: 1997. He's in India, and they're tra- like a traveling. They're a
1: traveling agency or kingdom, regency, reign. I don't know. Uh, and then I said, "Who is this Julie character?" Because it was kind of. Well, random. that's the thing.
0: From my understanding, there was more. I think they were gonna do more They've with her. Been dating and for
1: years? Question mark. Who the fuck is this lady? I think a year.
0: So oh, that's Mary a long time.
1: A yeah. Well, this is the first love interest.
0: This is the first love interest in these where it's like a pre established. Yeah. Like at the start of the film, they've already been together yeah. for some time. Yeah. It's not um, like,
1: like Poison Ivy. Or like,
0: they're really like running or... out of. I believe this character is from the comics, but very.
1: Is that his lady?
0: Kind of. It's like. like, like, his, like but uh, she's like very marginal character. Like maybe like, at one time like she his, was. Um, Vicky,
1: Valerie.
0: No. No, Vicky's is Vicky.
1: No, no, no. The. Superman. Lois. Lois. Is that... Is Julie his Lois? I don't think so. I don't no, think he doesn't really have really a Lois. Lois. Like,
0: Vicki yeah. Vale would be the closest example because she's a love interest who's also, like, a reporter photographer.
1: No, yeah. Um, well, she's she's got X'd out, but that was kind of weird. Um, just because she... It seemed, like, so established, but also we know nothing about her, so it's like...
0: This movie is trying to do you know? the Mr. Free storyline and the Poison Ivy storyline and... Alfred dying storyline, yeah, and Batgirl, yeah. and beef between Robin and, and Bruce about trust, <laughs> yeah, and this
1: relationship, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just all it's just like way Which, like, too much.
1: He has those visions of poison ivy, like because
0: she kisses she kisses Julie, the but then when he opens his eyes, it's poison ivy, and he's, then he's like, and then she's like, "Who's Ivy?" And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "You said you called me Ivy." And he's like. She's like, who's that? And he's like, I don't know.
1: I didn't understand that. Was that his own lust or was that her...
0: I think he did get affected by it. Or the, was that the...
1: her pulling like an illusion on him?
0: Illusion. I think I think he did get affected by the smells oh, or okay. the, the, the smells. Like or a little bit. But, but not as much as Robin.
1: Oh, okay. Because
0: if you notice, Robin just like inhales it and he's like, oh. Yeah. Whereas when you look at <laughs> Batman, he kind of like... <laughs>
1: bounces off his
0: head. Yeah, he's kinda, but he, it's almost like a dog if you like spray something on his nose he goes like kind of shakes his face like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's like less impressionableized by it
1: i guess so yeah I, I was kind of confused about that not sure if that was her doing or his doing um yeah and then i said the th- thing about poison ivy you know like um and then the juxtaposition i said oh uma thurman
0: <laughs> she is...
1: The sexual tension in your She... And
0: honestly, I think people have talked about, like, the only, like, good thing about this movie, and not even good, but just, like, most of the movie is just pretty bad, but like the only thing that's, like, so bad it's good mm-hmm. is, like, Uma Thurman, just, like, she fucking eats it up. Like, she, she does. Like, every scene... Like, monologues to no one. <laughs> it's just her... The way she acts, her line delivery, it is just uh ridiculous but the whole movie is like again it's like that it's like the 1960s series like yeah but it's like even more self-parody somehow and like yeah well
1: i mean yeah it just seems silly like watching it but then knowing that this was like the director's vision of like making it cartoony like
0: per per the mandate oh yeah like
1: you know like Okay, right on the nose. Like you did it, you know. Um, a plus. so it, so it makes sense, you know, it's like I guess not as much to talk about because it was intentional.
0: <laughs> is is criticizing this movie unfair? Is it like criticizing a fish for not being able to fly? You <laughs> what? know, the movie is is is, a, is a basically a 2-hour toy commercial. <laughs> Should we
1: And then I said LMAO, the bat credit card uh, oh, that
0: that's a classic thing from this movie <laughs> people make fun of is the because there was like those famous commercials for Amex in the 90s yeah, where it's like I yeah. never leave the house without it so Batman's like put it on the card never leave the cave without it <laughs> that's so like silly it's like you are ridiculous
1: and then uh, and then I said oh my he took over his bike talk about big brother so because like um, oh, they were having chest tissues and, and there's and this whole beef about Robin wanted to yeah. go off some building or something but he was Bruce like, was oh, like you, no you can't make it and he was like it's okay it's okay i got it and then he like literally took over his bike and like put the brakes on like stop the it's like,
0: it's like when you would do like driver's ed like, <gasps> and like the teacher like would drive in a car that had a steering wheel and brake on the passenger side mm-hmm. so like they could take over yeah, if necessary yeah. or it's like have you ever had it help where oh, like yeah. they'll take they over your computer, over computer which i don't even know how that works I don't know. I don't know how they do that.
1: Hmm. But anywho. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I just. I was just a little shocked by that. Just like. I guess because like it, it took away a lot of agency, and I. I think it just kind of like. Made a. Like, a clear or sharp distinction, in their relationship that I'm, like I thought. He saw. They had already resolved. I thought he saw Robin more so as a partner, and you know, they just like disagree, but I guess he's still like in charge of him somehow. and you know, in some ways, like, and like will stop him, I guess. yeah, um, so i I just noted that like on a on a story on a narrative level.
0: yeah, that feels natural that the store that these films would start to explore that, yeah, because regardless of how old he is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Down is a full-grown man. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense, like, on a meta-textual level... Yeah. ...to raise these questions of, like, I'm not your son... Like, are we a team, or am I, like, yeah. your sidekick? Whereas, like, if it was a boy, it would make more sense that mm-hmm. he's just doing... Like, Batman's in charge. He's calling the shots. It would make more sense.
1: Yeah, because they, they talk... They they do mention that, like, in the script. They talk about, uh, you know, partners, and then, you know, partners or family. And so it kind of seems like like... For the whole movie, Robin is, like, trying to be his equal. But then at the end, like, now with Batgirl, like, they're just kind of, like, his kids, like, or his, like, like, his entourage. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they're all Mm -hmm. the same. I don't know. But I mean, because she. It's
0: really forced (laughs) drama. It's really, like, I I don't know. It just it did not work.
1: (laughs) And then there was some speech. I don't really remember. There was some speech about being pig-headed, and I wrote LMAO. Am I pig-headed? Um, T- I don't know what that was about.
0: Who who said this? I don't know. Poison Ivy, maybe. Maybe. In one of her like one of her monologues about like.
1: Maybe yeah, um, and then I said, Arch- "So she's an eco terrorist."
0: <laughs> I know. I was like, "That's in Vogue now." A Lily movie just came out the past couple months called "How to Blow Up a Pipeline." <laughs> Which is all about eco terrorism. I know. So. I said
1: poison ivy is like isn't wrong about humans and like what we're doing to the earth, but also we can't just let people die. I said let's do both. <laughs> let's clean I, it, help I, the earth and I other may people. Or, I
0: may or may not have said this while we were watching it, so I'll say it again <laughs> now for for the audience. Sure. But I'm gonna say it to you as if I hadn't said it before. Did this movie at all feel like even though it's the most expensive of these so far, it f- looks cheaper? Like I thought. The last one, like I guess so, just terms of the costumes well, and like a lot the makeup. More DFX,
1: though, um, like it, a lot of statues,
0: because of because that like the production value seems a little bit lower in terms of at least the wardrobe and makeup. Mm-hmm. It was it just me or it felt like at any point it could have become a porno parody of Batman. It they
1: did like because, they,
0: because here's the thing because that's like, like a whole genre of like it's not it's not really as much of a thing. Nowadays, but that'd be a whole genre of like, like a Star Wars porn, a Batman porn, and like there would be, they would be like an hour long, and like it wouldn't be wall to wall sex. There would be partially some scenes and dialogue, and they would have costumes or whatever, and like, but then they would break out into like an orgy or something.
1: It it honestly, this kind of felt like at
0: any moment it could have gone that, gone down that road
1: it honestly just because of
0: the the production value and the sensuality of it like like,
1: the all the innuendos and stuff and like like at the rainforest. i I just felt like like some some line deliveries from like uma thurman were just like really weird and like (laughs) you said that and i was like oh shit, yeah i guess (laughs) they could just like break out
0: like if they had started if if george clooney like (laughs) Whipped out his penis full frontal uncensored Ooh. and Uma Thurman started sucking it. Whoa. It would not have felt out of like whoa, where is this coming from? It would have been like the natural progression of this.
1: Wow, okay, okay.
0: Oh sorry. <laughs> so I put explicit on this. So if you're listening in your in your twelve
1: cock ass tits. What? Stop! Oh. What are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm trying to scar them for life.
1: Oh my god, I said Arkham is so stylized it looks like a Disney ride. There it was so you know, still like, great use of color. The, like the last one. The lighting, one. oh my gosh, it was just it was just with the lightning and it, it was like the lighting was like green and purple and like you know, and yeah. um
0: that's like what I was saying with the last movie, where it's like if there's gonna be lightning, time. it'll be like a purple light.
1: Yeah. Whereas
0: in the Tim Burton mm-hmm. one, it's like more naturalistic colors. Mm-hmm. So like it'll just be like a white neutral tone. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think, like, a big one is, like, green. There's, like, a lot of green. Yeah. But not, of- not because it's, like, neon lights. It's just, like, it's non-diegetically green.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you know what I mean? It's like, just,
1: it's supposed to, it's a tonal thing.
0: Like, it's not it's like, the it, yeah, it's, it's not like, it's not it's like, Batman like Batman would be, like, light. oh, look at that green light over yeah, there. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: It's, like, when a when room is red yeah. or something, you know.
0: It's cool. The color's really cool when they, um, Alicia's uh, Bat- Batgirl, she does, like, a race. Mm-hmm. Like on a motorcycle race, and they're going yeah. all to this like kind of like court, like in like a built like a high rise building, <laughs> but it's like very colorful, right? Yeah. Or, or, or like the people she goes to. Oh no, no, no! I'm. I think that was cool, but I'm also thinking like Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy get like a new layer, and there's already like those day, like those those like dark light, or those black yes, light. Yes, I say thugs I... from the last one. Yes. Well, I should not use the word thug. It's very racialized. I see. those goons, those see. those hoodlums, those. Uh... <laughs>
1: My note and I quote who are these neon boys? A fourth bad guy? Question mark? <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I said, OMG, Bane in his little detective outfit. I thought that was so cute. Oh, there's just, like, this he had cute outfits. out guy. And he's just like in this little trench coat with his little fedora hat. Like, he's, he just looks so cute in his little detective outfit.
0: <laughs> he's, he is very cute in this. Like, like I will say, I want... <laughs> like, I would... Like when he's to collect toys souls, of know. this universe's version of these characters. Like,
1: It'll be a good set.
0: Like, I would like to have like a Two Face Tommy Lee Jones action figure.
1: Which or this there thing. is the call-out, I forgot. Where do they go?
0: Oh, the, in um in the police station. There's like the evidence yes. room, and they have Two Face and and Green and, and the uh, Riddler. Riddler
1: stuff. Like yeah, like costumes. costumes. Yeah, hanging yeah. up. Yep. I thought that was a nice little homage.
0: A little throwback, if you will. Um,
1: and then I said, "Audrey, not two. on a Thursday, though." <laughs> Whatever. Okay, and then I said Audrey too because, like, she's combined animals and plants together and so these, like, and these plants are, like...
0: Like, like almost more animalistic?
1: people. I don't know. Or go- presumably want to eat people. I don't know. And then I said, she's got a crush on Iceman? Question mark? Because that just seemed a little random.
0: Because she did kill or tried to kill his wife. Cause, because she's... Yeah. Basically, the whole thing with her, she has McGregor syndrome.
1: I don't understand.
0: And he has frozen her... To basically preserve her as is until he can come up with a cure.
1: Yeah, but I don't understand. But then
0: Poison Ivy, when she goes to his lair, like, kicks out the the, the plug. Yeah. But then tells uh, Mr. Freeze that Batman did it. So that's, like, what fuels Mr. Freeze. And it's only at the end that, Be- that he finds out it was actually Poison Ivy. And Batman kind of does a nice thing where he's like, you're going to go to Arkham, but you can continue your research. Yeah. And don't worry, we saved her. That was kind. But how did they save her? Because it's like, they kicked the thing out. And- uh, I don't
1: know. They just put more preservable water in there.
0: Preservable, you know,
1: like the brains and the jars.
0: Yes, yes, yes <laughs> I don't yes. know.
1: Um, but D da, D da. yeah, I thought that was kind of weird because, like, at first they were just like working together, and then, like, all of a sudden it seemed like she, like, yeah, was like vindictive and like kind of had like a yeah. crush on him or something. And then I said, Coolio, and then I said, She street races. and then Mm -hmm. the guy that she's raising i said he's not only trying to cheat but also kill them because like they were on that like high-rise building or like the um the i don't even know what it's called like the crane thing and
0: it's like a a building like under construction
1: they were just gonna like slide off Mm -hmm. like like a million feet in the air like he's not just trying to Win? Cheat and win the race? He's, like, trying to murder these people?
0: Well, you know, if they're a threat, if you beat them one time, they can always come back and beat you.
1: I suppose so. So you're the only way to... Well, but in in Fast and the Furious, they're always racing for pink slips. You can't get someone's pink slip for their bike if their bike is crushed into a million pieces now, can you? Because
0: it's not about the pink slips.
1: Not about the pink slips, not about the bikes. And I also talked about the two sides of being super sexy and then frumpy. Of course. Um... And then, oh, and I said, OMG, her little glasses are so cute on her. When Alicia was on the computer, I, ju- I don't know. I just thought she looked cute in those glasses. Um, and then again, Alfred mm. is so wise. And then I thought it was really touching when... Um,
0: well, can we talk about how Alfred basically, like... Constructed an artificial intelligence <laughs> mimic of himself. He did. So he's like, I'm. I'm basically Alfred in every way, except I'm a computer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like that guy. Because when when she's uh, when she Captain breaks into the, ba- yes,
0: yes, the Yes, 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 exactly. The
1: little German guy.
0: Yes, because like she she breaks into the bat cave, and it's an intruder alert. But just like a giant TV <laughs> screen of Alfred looking at the camera, going intruder alert. Intruder alert.
1: Oh, it's you! My niece. This is the second time he's done something so, like, inconspicuously. First time, he definitely opened the door for Robin to sneak in. And then...
0: Also brought Vicky Vale in in the first one.
1: Oh, yes. Which people were not happy about. That one was more direct. But this one, I actually thought he was doing... He was making the thing for his brother. No. He just made it for her, apparently. Because he knew that she would, you know get suspicious and look into it. He said, Whatever you do, don't look in this box. Don't see Will what's you say on that the- to someone? They wanna look I'll in look. the box
0: And <laughs> he also- just said like, Oh, can you just bring this to the post office? It's my uh electric bill.
1: Yeah. And also, your brother's your brother's already got a job. He can't he can't manage two households on two different continents. What uh, what? He did that on purpose. Anyways but I I said O oh, M G they love each other because it was like kind of touching because George Clooney was like you know like kind of crying and like he wasn't crying but he was like you know they had like their little moment of like mm. you know like you're
0: while he's on his death couch
1: yeah like... he's just like
0: laying on a couch is I he... feel like I or maybe it's a, bad, a bed I don't know I mean,
1: he was on a bed um, and then I said he's such a cute little old man
0: because uh, <laughs> married and divorced four times.
1: Don't judge a man.
0: I'm not. I'm not judging them.
1: So love didn't. I just work happened out.
0: to look them up, and that was like one of the things. Like, so
1: love didn't work out the first three times. What you can? What you gonna do? Anywho, I don't know. And then I said, "Ass and tits shot." OMG. Uh, rubber lips. Why eat now and not eat before? Oh, that's because Uma Thumran was like in that giant flower. But then when, ba- Batman or Robin or or no. That girl, when they were fighting, she kicked her into the back the into fields. her flower, but yeah. then it like closed, and she was like screaming and stuff. So I thought it was like eating her.
0: So, no, but then she went to jail.
1: No, or yeah, but son, yeah. then we saw her later, uh, and then I, I said, oh, and I th- <laughs> <laughs> when um when Mister Freeze uh he was in the little in the little like tele scope thing and he like scared man. Oh. he looked he fucking looked like Mr. Electric from Sharkboy and Lavagirl so silly yeah. and then I thought it was gross when uh, when Bane gets defeated cause it was like his brain juices or like the brain venom was all like seeping out and yeah, like yeah his body Ugh. um I said he's like Captain Rogers you know cause he's like just like a skinny like little scrawny guy and then he beefs up, you know and then without the serum or in this case Venom then mm-hmm. he knew. Skin's back down. Um, and then I said this light refracting business is ridiculous. <laughs> we're trying yeah, to Yeah, they, they have this the giant
0: telescope that they yeah. In
1: under eleven minutes.
0: <laughs> they have this giant telescope in there. They have all these satellites and the the plan is to use like basically bounce the sun's light off of this and use the use the telescope as like a giant like heat a little parallel to when Batman used his little heat ah, laser.
1: yes, yes.
0: I'm sure that was not it, intentional.
1: Uh, no. Well, I, I
0: thought he was <laughs> I gonna, do not give them credit for I that. thought
1: he was gonna do it directly, but then when he did it in the water, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess like, it could have burned him if he did it directly. Um, so glad there was that little pool there. Um, but I just thought that was ridiculous, just like, cause it, it was on the other side of the world and then they had to go through all these, like, different panels. Whatever. Um, and do it under 11 minutes the whole city really i don't know and then no one thought to help these poor scientists earlier they're just hanging on for dear life for like 10 minutes yeah these poor scientists are swung around like
0: they get frozen they get swung around they're like they fall off the cliff with batman
1: who's to say they have the upper body strength to do that why not save them first and then handle the business you know like
0: these i would call this hazard a uh, hazardous work environment
1: <laughs> i'd say i'm taking a mental health leave yeah definitely Indefinite, after yeah. that bullshit <laughs> and then i said why are there so many chasms in gotham
0: because <laughs> yeah, why are there so many places for people to fall to their death
1: isn't it, that's a good isn't question in a city why are there so many like Like, oh, we're gonna jump out of this building and it's, like, into this ravine, like, dark, deep chasm type thing. Like Like, a
0: rocky, or like, like, uh... Like, almost like the...
1: Multiple times.
0: (laughs) It's whatever. It's a kid playing with his action figures. Why is there a ravine next to Gotham City? Because it would be cool.
1: And then I said, the sexism is very strange. Um... I think because when she's like,
0: I'm Batgirl. And then he's like, shouldn't it be bat person or bat woman? Not very PC to be bat girl.
1: Yeah, that was
0: very nineties. That like, was
1: kinda weird, but then also like he I think they said something like like oh, like, good job girl or something like that. But like she's actually like like a computer genius or like engineer or software developer or something. And like, she's hot. Yeah, she. But she's like also like super smart. So they're like, "How are we gonna fix this? How are we gonna do the thing?" She's like, "It's okay. I, I got this." You know, like, <laughs> so like kind of like. She wasn't invited, but also like an underappreciated member of the team. I don't know. Yeah. Question mark. Um. Uh, and then I said, "Ivy is not dead." What? And then she's surely so silly.
0: What you say? What you say was silly.
1: I said he 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 he. So silly.
0: Oh, about the movie at large. I guess so. I, I see. Okay. Um
1: well,
0: those are my notes. So, wow. <laughs> I've made several comparisons about what that experience was like, but it feels like <laughs> I'm an AI, and you just said, write a review using these bullet points, and then you just like said all the bullet points. <laughs> No, but those are some good options. You know, we want you to have more.
1: Well, they were. We,
0: we, it's good that you wrote notes. So I want you to, I want you to, I think the fans well, well, want of more was, well, of your. Most it was opinion.
1: repetitive because like, you know, in a movie there is cutting back and forth between the plot lines of and course. whatnot. Of And we also kind of opened up talking about a lot of things before mm-hmm. we even got into the movie. Um, and then also, you know, just sometimes there's just silly things going on.
0: Something I noticed in this one that's kind of been a thing for all of these movies. And I don't know if it has to do with, like, this era. Um, like, maybe it's different in the comics. Or maybe, like, it was the same in the comics up until, like, a certain point in history. But these movies really have sidelined, uh, Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Um, Oh, yeah. Like, really not using him at all.
1: I forget Um, that Gordon is Gordon until he says... Until he talks to him by name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um... And, and he I think just maybe because like
1: a, any other cop,
0: maybe but. it's again, maybe it's just like like in the comics, he he's a bigger deal mm-hmm. at this time, or maybe like even in the comic. But I think more so the the former. I think I think he was always a really major character in the comics, and the movies just like didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just weird for me because my main like. The thing that brought me into Batman was the Christopher Nolan ones, and, 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 they, and Gary Oldman's Gordon is so integral. Yeah, and then even with the new with the Batman, Jeffrey yeah. Wright, like he's super central to that as well. Because mm-hmm. that one's very much like a it does seem very um, weird, a, a, a like a mystery legal crime thriller. Yeah, almost. so like he's very involved. So it's like weird to watch these.
1: Mm-hmm. Because it yeah, it's more so like kind of back and forth between the two of them, like a little bit because um, he's like the man on the inside um but yeah here here it's completely kind of separate from like the institution and and all of that stuff it's all you know external super villain guys
0: yeah do we hear some trivia yes okay we alluded to this before but here's some more detail most of the scenes with batgirl were cut because alicia silverstone had gained a few pounds during production And the wardrobe team had to refit her costume. When the press discovered the news, they slammed Silverstone's weight gain and mocked the actress for being, quote, "...too fat to fit into her costume." Director Joe Schumacher publicly defended Silverstone during interviews and press meetings, joking, quote, "...what is this girl's big sin? That she ate some pizza?" End quote. When the taunting continued, Schumacher lashed out the reporters that taunted her. He said in a magazine interview, quote, It was horrible. I thought it was very cruel. She was a teenager who gained a few pounds, like all of us do at certain times. I would confront female journalists, and I'd say, With so many young people suffering from anorexia and bulimia, why are you crucifying this girl?
1: Yes, Joel.
0: Joel is an
1: ally. Yes.
0: Um, in later interviews, this is unrelated to that thing. In later interviews, director Joel Schumacher blamed studio pressure uh to make this film more quote toyetic like we said before. Mm-hmm. For example, a showcase for marketable toys and games. Thank you, trivia point, for defining what toyetic means. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a making of documentary on the DVD, he apologized to disappointed fans. Mm-hmm. Um George Clooney has been known to refund people who saw this film.
1: What? So if you go up
0: to him and tell him you saw it, he will give you money. What? <laughs> like ten bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> he this is the thing, like I didn't we watch like his induction to like the Kennedy Center, like award oh, with your grandparents I think so, yeah. they made jokes about like it's like it's like the movie that like made him like a Hollywood star yeah or not like a star but like introduced him to Hollywood
1: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to TV but it's also like he considers it like his most regrettable film <laughs> role
1: yeah
0: um, when filming was over George Clooney quipped quote I think we just killed the series <laughs> Um, Mr. Free says 27 ice punts throughout the movie.
1: He says so many! Some of those
0: don't even make any sense, because he's like, you know what? You know what killed the dinosaurs? Ice! The which isn't I- true. No, he
1: said the, the Ice, ice age.
0: age. Which is not true. <laughs> the Ice Age was millions of years after the dinosaurs. Oh, no. um, he was just
1: being dubious.
0: Yeah, he was being dubious. Um... Two extras were arrested and fired after attempting oh. to sell secretly shot footage. Oh. Um, Chris O'Donnell revealed that despite hanging out with Arnold Schwarzenegger a lot um, off-set and during promotion for the film, they never worked a single day together on the film. Hmm. This was achieved with stand-ins when one of the actors wasn't available. Interesting. It's so like someone else in the costume, but it's like from no, behind No. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger a.k.a. Mr. Freeze previously appeared as himself in a photograph in Max Shrek's office in Batman Returns (laughs) when comparing uh, we already talked about this how Chris O'Donnell was basically like the first one felt like a movie the second one felt like a toy commercial but it goes further he also complained of the Robin costume saying it was more involved and uncomfortable than the one he wore in Batman Forever with a glued on mask which caused sweat to pool on his face Oh, my God. Some kind of adhesive, probably. Well, it
1: looked cool.
0: Um, (laughs) So I'll give a little bit of context for this because this trivia point. So Tim Burton at the time was developing a Superman film Mm. uh, called Superman Lives. Mm. um, And it was going to star Nicolas Cage as Superman. Weird. And it got very far into production. Mm -hmm. The script was written and they were already doing um, like a... Uh, camera tests, like putting yeah. Nick Cage in costume um, ideas and stuff, like it got that far. Wow. After the fi- this film's negative reception, plans for Tim Burton's Superman Lives were shut down. Um, the movie would have been a first attempt to have a shared universe between Batman and Superman, with what? George Clooney reprising his role as Batman and what? with Nicolas Cage Cage's Superman. Why? Because
1: he was a producer.
0: No, just like I think Warner Brothers was like, we need to rethink our. Oh. DC superhero movie strategy. Oh, oh,
1: oh.
0: Um, but yeah, this would have been. And they, they even they they name drop Batman in this. Uh Superman. Excuse me. He they he says like this is why Superman works so long.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. So it, it looks like they were trying to maybe start a kind of like DC that MCU been like before years before.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, huh. So kind of interesting. Uh, Joel Schumacher delivered the film two weeks ahead of schedule, and it shows. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel Studios, has called Batman and Robin, quote, the most important comic book movie ever made because its catastrophic failure forced major comic book companies and film studios to rethink how they presented comic book-based media. I think that's true. Again, this is the film that kind of, <laughs> like, this, this, you know, three years later, it's weird to think about it like this, mm-hmm. three years later, you get the first X-Men film. Mm. They're that close together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. I think Kevin Feige does have a point here that it was like it hit the, the genre hit rock bottom. Uh, yeah. for a lot of people. Um, yeah. The the toyified ver- of it all, the the puns, the goofiness, mm-hmm. the bad nipples, the bad, oh, just the just, just the bad nipples. writing, the bad story, bad nipples, nipples. It just it just felt nipples. like it. They had reached a zenith. Of of superhero, uh, the potential of this genre. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: although considered a flop, the film was the highest-grossing Warner Brothers film of 1997, both domestically and worldwide. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if I kept it in my um, notes here, but it also came out the same year as Titanic, which obviously like, became the highest-grossing mm. film of all time at
1: the time. Hard to beat.
0: Um, <laughs> hard to beat. Although the film was originally. Uh, The film was originally titled Batman Forever. And you may be saying, but that was the name of the last film. But they were going to style it Batman number four ever. Because it's the fourth film in the series. Oh, of course. However, because the third (laughs) film already took that title, it was retitled Batman and Robin. Which actually was the original title for the third film, Batman Forever. (laughs) They really goofed. They should have just flipped it. Yeah. Um... Despite what Arnold Schwarzenegger said during the making of Terminator 2, colon, Judgment Day, that he would never play another evil character again, he plays the villain Mr. Freeze in this film. He does. Interesting. He plays a villain.
1: <laughs> I don't even know how to do it. I just... No,
0: I think I do a pretty decent Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, uh, you know what killed the, stu- the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. The Ice Age. <laughs> Fairly odd parents. Joel Schumacher solemnly (laughs) predicted that he will forever be known as the man who gave the world an intense case of bat nipples
1: bat nipples
0: quote I think that will be on my gravestone it's how I'll be remembered end quote Schumacher said in an interview with Variety at the Hamptons Film Festival see yes Variety existed in the
1: no I know well you know what I you shouldn't be ashamed Joel
0: I love the the butt the
1: bat nipples are just so funny like um, they even make a uh, what does she say oh Uma Thurman made a joke she was like something about an anatom an anatomically correct bat suit yeah something
0: yeah but we talked about it. he wanted it to be like greek statues of like No I, no
1: I know but no like Uma Thurman literally said something in the movie
0: Oh like kind of like about referenced it. I see uh
1: I forgot what she said uh oh. but I, I thought it was funny I I thought it was funny mm-hmm. when she said it cuz
0: um This next one I kind of noticed while we were watching it, but I didn't realize to the extent. Um, Lead dialogue mixer Donald O. Mitchell said that 95% of the dialogue in the film was looped, meaning like ADR, right? Mm So for those of you who don't know what that is, like sometimes on set, if there's something... Let's say it's a windy scene. You need to have a giant fan, right? You're going to hear the fan running. It's going to be so loud of a device, you're going to hear it running. So you can't just use that audio... That you recorded on set, so you do what's called ADR, which let me learn, let me look up the exact uh, meaning of the word. Uh, the, the, it's an acronym. Alternative. Wait, well, no, that that's a legal meaning. No, film ADR, <laughs> automated dialogue replacement. So basically, what happens is like George Clooney went into a sound booth after they shot it, and line by line, or whatever lines they needed to replace, would would re-record the line, trying to sync up his his delivery with. What's on screen, right?
1: Yeah. So they basically yeah they basically watch the movie and then and then and it can be really tedious. Yeah. Um, this
0: this sound mixer dialogue mixer is saying that ninety five percent of the dialogue because it's not like doing an animated movie because they just like record the dialogue. No. Whereas this you you're trying to match the speed that you did it on the day.
1: Yeah, in the same tone. In the same
0: tone and, same and, tone, and try to and whatnot. Yeah. So sometimes you can tell because like it seems like. Like, you don't think about this consciously, but subconsciously, sometimes you can tell, like, the way the body is... If you're seeing someone talking, yeah, and the way their body, their, their chest is moving, mm-hmm. and then if you hear the dialogue and it's ADR and, like, they set it with a different, like, force or volume,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you don't know why, but something looks off. Yeah. Because yeah. you could subconsciously um, see something's not quite right, right? Um yeah. here and here's what the dialogue mixer had to say. Quote, we have so much steam, prop and other noises on the production track that we had to replace most of the lines. Also in certain scenes, Arnold Schwarzenegger was difficult to hear clearly because of the, his costume because he had like that thing in his mouth, right? Mm. During the pre-dubs, we pitch-shifted George Clooney's voice down by about 5% when he appears as Batman to give it more depth and resonance and mm. to distinguish the two roles. For the voice processing of Mr. Freeze we'll use more of a metallic feel with a lexicon 480XL or a flange a flang, flanger so I think a certain kind of mic to make it sound like almost more metallic-y
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of cool. so it's interesting I know you're a, me- a audio guru so I thought you would appreciate that um, we talked about Bane I can skip this one um, you know how he's different than in the comics yeah um, all I'll say is this depiction of Bane as an idiot received harsh criticism from fr- fans and critics alike Hmm. We talked about this a little, but this is more some more detail. Even though Arnold Schwarzenegger was covered in a toxic, flammable substance for the makeup, the worst part was the LED light that had to go in his mouth during close-ups. <laughs> the LED had batteries in it that would leak acid into Schwarzenegger's mouth when his saliva hit the casein. Makeup artist Jeff Dawn explained the oral nightmare. Quote, when you put it in Arnold's mouth, Arnold's saliva would creep into the seams of this thing and attack the batteries. The batteries would immediately start disintegrating and start putting out battery acid into Arnold's mouth.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> I he... it, does, does his mouth need to glow that much? I, hope I, thought, they put like a, or I thought they put like a Jeez. black
0: light plaque over his teeth. That's what I thought was making his mouth glow.
1: I don't even remember his mouth glowing.
0: I thought they just, you know, like, I thought it was kind of like those, like the... Those, those criminals. Like, I thought they just put some uh, special material on his teeth to make it glow under a black light.
1: Yeah, okay, but okay. I feel like that would mm-hmm. be a much simpler. No, I don't know. That's a, that's a workplace um, hazard.
0: <laughs> George Clooney was in a relationship with Vandella Kiersbaum, who plays Nora Freese during filming. Nora Freese is the wife of Mr. Freeze. Oh! The, the, the frozen woman. Oh! Ah.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Uh, Kirsbaum was also in a relationship with John Peters, who had produced Batman 89 and Batman Returns in 92.
1: Who is Kirsbaum?
0: The, the actress who plays Nora Freeze, the wife of Mr. Freeze.
1: Oh, 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 wait, hold on, what?
0: Vandella Keersbaum.
1: Uh, Relationship, who plays Freeze, and then also was also... Uh, oh, but not at the same time. <laughs> not. I don't think she was dating <laughs> both John
0: Peters and George Clooney at the same time. Um, The rapper Coolio's cameo... Was an Easter egg setting up a fifth movie in the series. Coolio is credited as in this movie he's credited as banker, but is apparently playing Jonathan Crane, aka Scarecrow, what? Killian Murphy's character in the in the newer ones. Um, who would, Scarecrow would have been the main villain in Batman Unchained, which was like the run the working title for like a fifth theoretical film.
1: That's random. <laughs> he wasn't dressed up really at random. all. <laughs> he
0: wasn't. He's he's credited as banker.
1: <laughs> he wasn't dressed up or, or you know like. A...
0: And is Scarecrow supposed to be a racer? It's, right, Cause that's what he was, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, or someone facilitating it, I guess. Was yeah. he
0: Coolio in 1997, or was he just like this is something random he did before he became like a famous? No. Yeah, I don't sure. really know much about I'm Coolio. i pretty
1: sure he was Coolio. Because well, remember they talk about him in, in Sister, Sister.
0: <laughs> um, Poison Ivy says the line, quote, It's not nice to fool with Mother Nature, end quote. This is a reference to the tagline of a popular, popular TV commercial of the 70s in which Mother Nature is fooled into thinking that chiffon, chiffon margarine was butter, responding by summoning thunderclaps. <laughs> because she thinks it's butter, but it's just margarine, and she says it's not nice to fool with Mother Nature. That was this commercial in the, oh, in the '70s. That's weird. So this is like a, that was like a reference.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: the way that this is the way that this is f- phrased is hilarious.
1: Oh no, yeah, Coolio oh. Gangs Dispaired. I come out. It, that, okay, that came out in '95. So yeah. okay, so he, he
0: was Coolio TM by that point.
1: <laughs> Coolio TM.
0: Um, while the film sank at the box office, the Titanic sunken boat broke records at the box office. And they share a connection in actress Gloria Stewart. She played the elderly Rose in Titanic, mm-hmm. and she appeared in a photograph on Alfred's desk as Margaret, a relative of Alfred's.
1: Wow. That was Rose as
0: a young woman, I think.
1: <gasps> wow. That,
0: that old ass actress who's like, who's like 100 and oh, whatever she was years really old. Pretty. Wow. Yeah. Peg. Um, hey. Do you want to talk about the critical reception? Yeah. I know you don't like talking about I don't know you don't like to be critical or to receive things but can we talk <laughs> about the critical reception? Okay. On um, Ron Tomeoza has a 12%. Ooh. The critical consensus is quote Joel Schumacher's tongue-in-cheek attitude hits an unbearable limit in Batman and Robin resulting in a frantic and mindless movie that's too jokey to care much for. Uh Jay Boyar of the Orlando Sentinel believed Batman Ramen to be the least distinctive chapter in the series, calling it a, quote, batch mortgageborg of action, camp, pathos, spectacle, and whatever, end quote, and blaming its blandness on the studio's increased involvement in its production. In his thumbs down review, Roger Eber of the Chicago Sun Times found the film to be a wonderful to look at, although it had nothing authentic at its core, criticizing its toyetic approach. I've never heard this word before. This is a word. <laughs> Writing for the Chicago Tribune, Gene Siskel, who gave positive reviews to the previous Batman films, also gave Batman and Robin a thumbs down, calling it a, quote, sniggering, I do not like that word, sniggering, exhausting, overproduced extravaganza. Andrew Johnson, writing in Time Out, remarked, quote, it's hard to tell who B&R is intended for. Anyone who knows the character from the comics or the superb animated show on Fox will be alienated. And though Schumacher treats the Adam West version as gospel, that show's campy humor is completely incompatible with these production values. So it's kind of like he that that guy that guy brings up an interesting point where it's like the budget. I was talking about it being kind of low budget, Mm -hmm. but the budget is so high Mm -hmm. that like you and it's like still of a certain quality. Like you can't get away with it being campy. Mm -hmm. Whereas what made the Adam West one work was because it was really low budget, Mm -hmm. and it kind of all played into like this campiness. Whereas like there's a distance between. amount of money being pumped into it versus how dumb it is yeah right um in terms of some more modern reception on letterboxd it has a 1.9 out of 5 um you want to hear some reviews
1: yeah well i also oh i just want to ask like so what what do you what do you do like in this instance like (laughs) what do you mean Who, who because hold on because like it like the film industry just seems like so much more like fluid and more like contract based than like like. You're only films. as good as your last
0: movie. So 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 like. Mm-hmm.
1: But like he wasn't fired or like did he get in trouble or like was he not allowed to make another movie like?
0: Well, he made movies after this. He went on to direct the Phantom of the opera movie. Um,
1: well, because he 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 had had successes. So, like, who like who? takes the blame for something like this.
0: Well, you're thinking of it like like he didn't get fired, but he didn't get to make a fifth... He didn't get to make another Batman film. I guess so. Right? But here's the thing. I don't think the studio blamed him. I think they were just like, we need to go in a new direction.
1: Yeah. I I guess like... It's
0: case by case. It depends on the director Mm -hmm. and their track record. If it's a director who has made a bunch of incredible movies, both critically and commercially, and then he makes a, a dud... He's not going to be blacklisted. He's not going to, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: never make a movie again.
1: Yeah.
0: But if it's like, you're, you, this is your first movie ever and it's not very good, it's chances are you probably, you may not get another chance to make a movie. hmm That's something we learned in film school. I, we had someone come in and talk and they were like, you know, people always rush to make their first feature. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's independent and you're self so Yeah. Stick, stick with short films as long as you are able to stomach just doing short films. Because they're smaller. You can experiment more, and you can learn more. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you make a feature, so much time and energy and money, mm-hmm. and if it's not good, it's hard to bounce back from. Yeah. Whereas you make not a great short film, you just move on. You do another one. Yeah. You just move on. So, so you bring up an interesting question. It's really case by case. I just
1: yeah, like just like when stuff like this happens and everyone's like bagging on it, I'm like, like, who, who's to blame? I guess like. You know, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. I guess Joel knew that it. You know, I mean, he went he, to he, make he, he went on was... to make
0: like another dozen movies. No, I know, but
1: I mean, like, I guess he was aware, but like, is he like embarrassed of this work? He like,
0: did, I mean, he, he apologized for it, yeah. like in an interview or like on a DVD special feature or something.
1: But don't you kind of know when you're making it? No, I don't know.
0: You do, yeah. Well,
1: I don't know. I was just thinking about that, because, like, in other other instances, it could be, like, very clear, like, oh, this person contributed this. But, like, because there's so many moving pieces on, like, a film. It's like, well, who, like, who takes the fall for this, basically, I guess? Just, like, the company, just, like, the production company in general? Like, not that anyone has to take the fall, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Like, if you're going to put this in your portfolio...
0: It's case by case. So sometimes the director becomes the scapegoat. Mm. For the studio's mistakes. Yeah. Because this is an example... I'm not saying this movie would have been a masterpiece, but it's clear the studio's interests in everything besides the movie Mm
1: -hmm.
0: made it worse. Mm -hmm. Being so concerned with the marketability, the merchandising potential... That they lost sight of like making a good movie, yeah. And that's usually, you know, uh, when the worst movies ever made. There are, you know, there's lots of movies made,
1: yeah.
0: And they're and they are good or not good for a host of factors. But if you were to list like all the if we if we did a statistical analysis
1: mm-hmm.
0: of all the movies on Letterboxd that have, like, below a certain score. Because they keep
1: happening, right? you know? If
0: like, you look if you look at those movies, <laughs> they're awful either because the studio was too involved mm-hmm. or the director, or it's the exact opposite. The director had too much. Mm-hmm. Great. No guardrails to, you mm-hmm. know. I don't think they're the worst movies ever, but that's something people talk about with, like, the Star Wars prequels, mm-hmm. right? Where it's, like, George Lucas basically had complete creative control, whereas with the original trilogy, there was a lot of, like, other party There was a lot of guardrails to kind of check George Lucas's like bad ideas,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but with the prequels, there isn't that really. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's, it's exactly as he wants to do it, which mm-hmm. isn't always great, right? So it's like either it's it's something's made by committee and yeah. it, it's and it sucks, or it's one dude and that can either make it incredible or awful or somewhere in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. But. So, it depends. Sometimes it, the director becomes the scapegoat. Sometimes the, yeah. an actor becomes the scapegoat. Sometimes all the above. Yeah. Depends. I think yeah. I think a lot of people kind of turned against Joel Schumacher on this. Because it's hard to point mm-hmm. to Mr. Warner Brothers. Like, you know, yeah. like, there's not a single well, that's person. that's
1: why I'm saying it. I don't know. I just find it interesting. Like, depends
0: on how prof- high profile. So, yeah. like, people who really hate the Star Wars sequels mm-hmm. direct a lot of ire... It's Kathleen Kennedy who's like the president of Lucasfilm. She's like the mm-hmm. producer of the movies.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: she's a woman. Like, so they're like, how, oh, she's made it like a how wolf. how
1: involved is she? You know, like, like that's what I'm saying is like who... Sometimes the sometimes the critique is valid. Yeah.
0: But there's no way to really know until like 30 years later and someone does like a tell-all book. Mm-hmm. That detail. Because whenever you watch like... Like most of the times when you watch a DVD or like you have a, a Blu-ray or whatever and you watch a bonus feature... Nine times out of ten, any, like, behind-the-scenes material is promotional. Even though you've already bought it. Yeah, yeah It's yeah. a puff piece. Yeah. Um, it's only with, the like, usually older movies where they'll be, like, really actually interesting. Like, you'll watch, like, these documentaries about, like, the making of Psycho. Mm-hmm. And someone will be, like, you know... Like, and Alfred Hitchcock was a real asshole. He was, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, it's only, like, later that people feel comfortable talking about, like, some of the actual, like, the truth. Oh. Not that there's always, like, these dirty secrets, but just, like, speaking about it, like, here's what it was really like. Yeah. You know? Um, whereas, like, you know, if you buy a Blu-ray of a new movie, it just, it's mostly them just talking about, like, you know, how great it's been working with the team and blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I guess I was just wondering, like, how someone would, like, like, I guess, bounce back if you're... Or, like, like...
0: You have a track record or, like Joel Schumacher, who...
1: You know, that next step. I mean, obviously, you know, you'll bounce back, whatever. But, like, taking that next step, kind of, like... I'm thinking of it in, like, a more traditional sense of, like, like, oh, um, I I didn't get fired, well, but also this movie was really bad. But um, I did a good yeah. job, so it's well, like well, it's also
0: not a binary you know. succeeded or failed because yeah. because film is so so collaborative. Let's say this is Warner Brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And this comes out, and let's say that I is. no, but let's say I'm like the president of Paramount Pictures,
1: Okay.
0: and if only I were so lucky. Um, and we are developing this movie and you know who would be great to direct it? Like we have a list, short list of directors, Joel Mm -hmm. Schumacher's on that list. I look at this and go, okay, he just had this kind of flop with Batman and Robin. Yeah. But he's had a good, um, critical, uh, track record up to this point. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. and a really good commercial track record. Yeah. Like even the movie, like Batman Forever was financially very successful. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, okay. Like then it it's up to you as the president of Paramount to decide. Do you want to go with them? So it's like one of those things where it depends on your track record. So if if Joel Schumacher makes five duds in a row with five different studios, mm-hmm. it's okay. You're the common denominator. Yeah, you know what okay. I mean. So,
1: yeah, that's really interesting. That that seems very. But also,
0: don't be don't stressful. underestimate. Don't. That's why. Yeah, it's very. You're only as good as your last thing.
1: Yeah, but also there's like. 200 other voices into that thing as well you know it's mm-hmm. like you are you can't take you can't commandeer the whole thing you know so
0: but that's the it's directors
1: others poor choices reflect on you
0: directors are obviously like they really are the authors of the film mm-hmm. in a way but it is not Solely them. It takes Those hundreds take of, of people. Heat, yeah. So for better or for worse, when a movie is really great, they get all the credit. And then when it sucks, they get all the blame. Yeah. That simple as that. Um,
1: Tough business.
0: Do you want to hear a letterbox, some letterbox reviews? Yeah. Okay. So like I said, it has a 1.9 out of 5. Um, Lee Pritchard writes, quote, you either die the Dark Knight or you live long enough to see yourself become Batman and Robin. Because that's a quote from The Dark Knight. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. (laughs) It's a little Batman humor there. I got it. Only only us true fans would get
1: it. Oh my goodness.
0: Patrick Willems writes, quote, What used to be the worst superhero movie ever is now a weird relic from before the superhero movie boom. Time has been oddly kind to it. We've now seen so many gritty and or grounded takes on these characters. So many serialized sequels and interconnected universes that this feels special even if it's not especially good. That's an interesting perspective. It's kind of like what I was saying last time where it's like we've had so many other Batman interpretations now. You can kind of just look at this for what it is. Yeah. As opposed to like I'm pissed because this is like the only Batman movie that exists now. You know yes, what I mean? Like yes, yes. um, Will Menaker writes, quote, it was camp but not nearly gay enough. <laughs> I will say this movie maintains a high pitch of hilarious awfulness throughout its entire runtime. So I was entertained.
1: <laughs> I want it. Batman and Robin got so close at one point. They were fighting. You know how, like. They
0: you know, almost kissed. They were really close. Yeah, they were arguing. Yeah.
1: I wanted that to kiss. That would have been funny. That would have been. Not funny, but, like, it would have been, like, like oh,
0: my God. Two men kissing's hilarious.
1: No. Oh. You, you know You know how, like, you always tell me, like, guys like to watch girls fight because there's always the chance of them kissing.
0: <laughs> or, that's, that's what or, Jerry Seinfeld or said. Or some yes. stupid thing
1: like that. <laughs> I was thinking of that when I saw them, and I was like, oh, my gosh, they should kiss. Because then it's, like, it's not just, like, them about trusting each other as partners. It's, like, like you know, in battle, it's, like, them trusting each other as partners in yeah. life. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: So, in terms of the legacy of the film, Batman-Robbins is considered to be one of the worst superhero films and among the worst films ever made, period. Oh. Um, we talked about the Kevin Feige uh, quote. Uh, We talked about Joel Schumacher being apologetic. He... In terms of, like, the response, he was like... It felt like I was scum. It was like I had murdered a baby. (laughs) In terms of, like, the reaction. Oh,
1: my
0: God. Screenwriter Akiva Goldsman also apologized, saying, quote... We didn't mean for it to be bad. I swear. Nobody was like, this will be bad. End quote. (laughs) And elaborating that the film was initially intended to be darker in tone. Thank you, Akiva. Um, uh, We talked about Clooney saying, we just killed the franchise... Um uh, Here we go. The nipples seen on the co- characters' costumes, <laughs> first appearing in Batman Forever and accentuated for Batman and Robin at Schumacher's request, <laughs> remain among the most defining aspects of the film. Recounting his involvement with the film, costume designer Jose Fernandez stated that he was opposed to sharpening the nipples, calling them ridiculous. <laughs> in 2022, Tim Burton commented about Warner Brothers' decision to replace him as a director with Schumacher after Batman Returns. You can. I think we maybe said this last time. You complain about me. I'm too weird. I'm too dark. And then you put nipples on the costume. Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Um, this is so,
0: too much. like, like I said, there was a theoretical sequel that was canceled uh, during the filming of this film. Warner Brothers was impressed with the dailies, which is like the like basically just footage from each day. Like as they get to watch it while they're doing the yeah. production. Um, and more about it, that prompted them to immediately hire Joel Schumacher to return as director for a fifth film. Uh, Los Angeles Times described their film as, quote, continuing in the same vein with multiple villains and more silliness, end quote. <laughs> Titled Batman Unchained, uh, proto savichs script, and there must have been a writer who was maybe brought on to write it. Mm-hmm. His script featured the Scarecrow as the main villain who, through the use of his fear tox- toxin, resurrects the Joker as a hallucination <laughs> in Batman's mind. Harley Quinn would appear as a supporting character written as the Joker's daughter. Um, oh, fun I thought, fact. I
1: thought they were lovers. Are they?
0: they are, but in this universe, you could do whatever you want. You know what I mean? It's no, like, I
1: just uh, canonically, I, I don't. Well, what?
0: canonically, Batgirl is supposed to be it's Gordon's cousin. daughter.
1: Oh, Gordon's daughter. Oh, interesting.
0: Her name is Barbara, but it's Barbara Gordon instead of Barbara, whatever they mm-hmm. say in this movie. Um, and also, fun fact Harley Quinn was invented for the animated series, she was not from the comics. Oh, she really? means such a popular character, yeah. Oh, wow. And they then put her in the comics. Cool. Um, But following the poor critical and financial reception of Batman and Robin, Clooney vowed never to reprise his role, and Warner Brothers canceled any future Batman films, <laughs> including Schumacher's playing Batman Unchained. And this is the last live-action Batman film until Batman Begins. Um, oh. There were animated films. There was Catwoman with Halle Berry.
1: Yeah. But
0: this was the last one until 2005, until Batman Begins. So Warner Brothers really like was like
1: with Christian Bale. With
0: Christian Bale. And they went through and we'll talk about when we talk about Batman Begins, but they Warner Brothers tried a lot of things. They talked to a lot of different directors and writers to get different ideas, and they ultimately went with Christopher Nolan's vision to yeah. great success for them and for us as a society.
1: Yeah.
0: Um do you have a favorite part of this movie?
1: Yeah, I said when he picks up Robin and defrosts him. So <laughs> it's fucking hilarious.
0: There you go. Okay. Um, I, I fucking loved all of the close-ups of inappropriate body parts. All of them. Of Batman, Robin, and Batgirls. Of course you would. Their butts, their, their groins, their titties, their <laughs> nipples. Though, I don't think they gave her
1: nipples. Because no. that
0: would be too racist. No,
1: that would be inappropriate.
0: To give, because a male nipple is fine, as we
1: know. <laughs> and a close-up of her ass is fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like whatever. Um, okay, Viviana. What,
1: what can you do? It was the nineties.
0: Uh. Okay, Viviana. One to one, one to ten. I
1: what do it, you give this? I give this it a six.
0: You think it's a net positive? What? Oh. <laughs> um. Again, for me, a six is a net positive. It's like a good film with bad parts. A four is a bad film with maybe some good parts. And then a five is mediocre. It's just like you don't feel like any big choices were made.
1: No, big choices were made.
0: made. You could be a six, but I was just like astonished that you I thought don't it was know. a net I positive. Just, I
1: just thought it was hilarious. Would
0: you say you liked it?
1: <laughs> um... It's like it's like a it's like a not a hate watch but like a
0: so bad it's good kind of yeah okay okay you'll, so you give it a six it's a net positive in terms of it just being funny
1: yeah okay
0: okay so it's a six
1: fucking taps so as coat. you see
0: maybe because I've, I've sent you the the ranking document yes so you can yes. see visually so you have three films that you put at six uh, the the two serials so here's a question do you think do you would you rather watch this or one of the serials.
1: Uh, From the 40s. Probably this.
0: Okay, so it's above those. Would you rather watch this or the last one with Val Kilmer?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can see you want to watch this one more because this one's like more ridiculous.
1: Yeah, probably this. I don't know. That's
0: just dis- I hate you, but okay. <laughs> we'll put it in.
1: I, I I think I got a six pack just laughing. It was just like so silly. I just like couldn't look away. It just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know I, I am, love the
1: silliness.
0: We we I'm had
1: engaged to you.
0: We man, please. Yeah. We it's funny. Like for the first four Batman movies we watched, we had the same exact ranking. Yeah. And then we wildly diverged. <laughs> I'm giving this a four out of ten. Oh, it is a net negative. It is bad. It is even below the racist Batman oh, 1943. Um,
1: it's not
0: bad. because here's the thing about that one. That one was just boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't it wasn't uh anything super like ridiculous about it. Yeah. A few things, but all in all it was pretty boring. This one, I commend Joel. Yes. Mr. Shoe, if you will.
1: <laughs> Mr. Shoe.
0: For for taking a big swing.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it's like in baseball. If you don't swing, you'll get a ball. If you swing, you could hit it or you could get a strike. That's the way I look at these kind of things. So it's like, you're getting a four. It's a net negative. It's so bad. It's good. But it's like, it's like, you know, it's funny, but it's, I don't enjoy it. I'm laughing about how I'm not enjoying it. Whereas the other one, I liked, it was a net positive. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Like, there are some movies that are really dumb, but you like anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Like for me, like The Boss Baby. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Where something like this, though, like, I'm not enjoying it. It's So like, I'm I'm having fun because we're, like, it's like going on a roller coaster because it's, like, you're terrified and that's funny.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know. That's not a good analogy. But <laughs> this is my least favorite so For far. For me, really it was, watched.
1: like, just turning, like, each time we turned a corner, there was just, like, something I wasn't expecting. And it was just, it was just so silly. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. just like, I don't know. I was captivated. It was te- it was terrible, and I was laughing and saying, "Wow, this is really terrible and corny," mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> it was entertaining. Well,
0: here's the question: Do you like Mr. Freeze as a character, like on paper?
1: Um, I guess so. Yeah.
0: Well, you're in luck, because the next movie centers on Mr. Freeze. Oh, my Because that's it for this week's episode of Now That's What I Call a Franchise. Next week, we'll be watching the next film in the franchise, the 1998 film, Batman and Mr. Freeze, Sub-Zero. Viviana, where can they find us?
1: You guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Franchise Podcast. We know you have many
0: podcasting options, and we thank you for choosing us. Peace out, guys.
1: Later, Gators.